strike. BYU baseball heads back to the diamond. There's a ball hit very deep. Left fielder looking up, going back at the wall. It's out of here. And the Batcats are swinging for the fences. Center fielder going back. He's not going to get there. It's time for BYU baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Play ball. Live coverage of BYU baseball is brought to you by Loop Duck, Reinhardt Oil, Chip Cookies, Sag Chevron, Foot Insurance, and Revere Health Orthopedics. Now, to get you ready for the first pitch, here's Brent Norton. Coach uh, Mike Littlewood, a great win last night, Coach. First win of the conference season for you. Got over the hump a little bit. Uh, kids uh, played hard and uh, exciting game. Two good teams. Yeah, it was. I mean, it had really it had an, uh, a conference tournament feel to it. Um, what I lo- loved about our team is we came out light. We came out ready to play. Didn't feel heavy. Good energy in the dugout. And we talk about energy a lot, but, man, it means so much at this level of baseball. Pro ball, you can walk, sleepwalk through it, and guys are just going to do what they're going to do. But here you need that little bit of extra energy, and we had that last night. A uh, couple of guys stepped up big. Jordan Wood, 119 pitches I think he ended up with. He was a bulldog out there for you. Zimmerman came in. Quite a story on this kid with that broken elbow or broken arm. Well, I don't know what you call it. All you know is he's got a plate and seven screws, he told me. Pretty amazing. Well, I just hope it stays put together. <laughs> that's what I'm keeping my fingers crossed. And there's, there's talk about maybe getting those screws out this summer, and that's what Kendall Motes did. Kendall Motes came in here, people don't realize, throwing his first fall outing, Kendall Motes I'm talking about, was 93-94 at Utah with a devastating changeup and just rolled through their lineup for three innings. He gets his screws taken out, and then he, all of a sudden he drops to 83-84, and so we're a little bit tentative on what to do. And If it, if it just is not affecting him, just leave it in there. But uh, it's amazing what taking Drew in short uh, – he was a shortstop in high school, so played short on Tuesday or, or Friday and then pitched the other game, and that it's a lot of stress on your arm. And having him just throw, you see the results of that. I mean, it's just – and obviously high school coaches, Coach Ingersoll at Lehigh High School has to had to use him at short and pitch him. That's just what you do. He didn't overuse him. It's just that's the nature of it. But just getting him off shortstop increases velo by five, six miles an hour, and that, that slider is just nasty at 88. And as we've talked before, if you'd told me a couple of years ago, Brian Sue hits a game-winning home run against Gonzaga in any ballpark, I would have questioned you. Yeah. But I'll tell you, the kid has worked hard. He's built himself up. He's made himself into a, a very, very good collegiate uh, hitter as well as defensively uh, always been great. Yeah, he's just solid. And we talked about him before. He just gets better and better every year, and he gets better and better every game, really. Um, his freshman year, literally, he probably could not stand at second base and hit the ball out of this ballpark. And, th- and I'm not fabricating that one bit. Maybe if the wind was blowing out and he just really <laughs> got it. But um, every year he's fighting the seizures and fighting illness and coming back and really wants to play. And that's what we love about him is he wants to play. He was a scholarship guy and now he's a walk-on guy because of the uh, medical situation. He just wants to come out here and compete every day, keeps his mouth shut, keeps his head down, and, and works hard. Uh, pitching matchup tonight, Hayden Rogers, uh, your senior lefties. Up and down this year, he's been your number three guy. You move him up, uh, probably just to maybe change things up a little bit for him. Uh, got off to a rough start against LMU, but came back strong uh, toward the end of the game. That was probably the one bright spot with the LMU series. Is he settled in, and he, and he showed four or five innings of, of good quality Hayden Rogers-type stuff. Um, if we can get him past the first inning, uh, play good defense for him, play, come out solid, um, I think he'll settle in. It's interestingly enough, Gonzaga's numbers, they have all these left-handers in their lineup, but those left-handers are more effective against left-handers, and that's one of the reasons we didn't make that Rhett Parkinson matchup move in, the, in late innings last night and just went with Drew, kind of the best guy available who we thought. Um, so we'll kind of see 
not a lot of numbers with, with that da- data, uh, 15 to 20 plate appearances for each, but um, they do put the ball in play against left-handers. They'll play the short game a little bit. And so it's all about Hayden throwing his fastball on both sides of the plate and getting the ball down in the zone. If he can do that, he'll be successful tonight. Tonight, your guys are going to see one of the top pitchers in the in the conference, Daniel B. Six eight two fifty, big kid. Thirteen strikeouts last week in eight innings against uh, Pepperdine. That'll be a challenge. Yeah, we saw we saw him last year a couple times. He started one of the games on Saturday when we swept him. Uh, we chased him in three, but this year he's a little bit different. He's uh, he's down in the zone a little bit more. His he throws a little loopy curveball for a get me over curveball that we've been talking about for a couple of days now. Somebody's got to hammer that pitch to make him lose confidence in that so he doesn't think he can just flip it up there. And then that slider late, I mean, he's going to be 89-93, and that late slider is, is pretty good this year. And so it comes down to the same thing we always talk about. Stay in our zone, stay with our approach, try to hit strikes and take balls. I mean, it literally is that easy. And what we've worked on today is, and, and yesterday just a little bit is that fastball up, it's going to get on a 6-8 at 92. It's going to jump, jump on you a little bit. So we have to make sure that that chest-high fastball, we're not going to be able to catch up to that. It's going to be a lot of fly ball outs. If you see a lot of fly ball outs, which I, I hope we don't see tonight, that's why we're swinging at pitches just up in the zone a little bit. Get the ball down, stay in our zone. We should be fine. Uh, it appears that you're still kind of searching for that number three starter. Uh, also, DH, outfield still a little bit up. And I guess that's not all bad. Yeah. But uh, you've got some guys battling. Uh, Perns has certainly stepped in and, and taken one of those positions. Yeah, JP's done a great job for us. And, you know, I, I kind of want to move him up in the order a little bit, but he's so comfortable in that nine hole right now. And I've always had a good hitter at nine. I, throughout my career, I've always, I've always had a second baseman that can hit and a, a nine hitter that I, my two hitter and nine hitters, that's just, I don't know why. That's, I like a good nine hitter, and he's, he's filling that role for us. The thing about that, the left field spot, the DH spot, obviously if Keaton Kringlin was, was in, then we would DH Jake Brown tonight. But Jake's, Jake's arm's sore, he can't throw. Um, he's an he's a adequate outfielder, but we don't want a guy out there that just simply can't throw. Um, but they're being productive. I mean, Kyle gets a sack fly. He, he lays down a great bunt last night. And th- but then he looks overmatched on a couple, on a couple things. And so, you know, we'll, we'll give Mitch a shot. The one thing about Mitch McIntyre is if he puts it in play and hits a ground ball, he's got a chance to beat that thing out. Plays with, a, with good energy, good outfielder. He plays a little bit anxious right now because he's a freshman. But I think innings built will, will reduce that stress. Well, the sun's out. A beautiful day. Rained hard last night and today this morning, but uh, cleared up and looking forward to a great day of baseball. Yeah, it's uh, great weather. Much, much better than it was last weekend. No snow. Um, so if you have a chance, come on out. It should be a fun game tonight. Well, good afternoon from Larry Miller Field on the, here on the campus of uh, Brigham Young University, BYU and Gonzaga. Going at it for the second time here. BYU won game one, six to four. And uh, on a bright, sunny afternoon here in Provo, very pleasant day. Uh, looking forward to a Great day of baseball here, West Coast Conference baseball. Cougars will start Hayden Rogers. He's on the hill right now taking his final warm-up tosses. Uh, David Clausen behind the plate. Brian Sue at first. Brennan Anderson at second base. Daniel Sneeman at third. Nate Favero at uh, or short. Nate Favero at third. Mitch McIntyre in left. Uh, Jarrett Burns in center field. Brock Hale in right. And... Uh, Hayden Rogers brings a two-win, two-loss uh, mark into the game, 5.56 earned run. And uh, joined by uh, Tuckett Slade uh, again tonight. Tuckett, boy, uh, Hayden Rogers up and down year this year, has struggled his last couple of starts. The Cougars really need him to get on track. Yeah, absolutely. He's 
you know, our guy from last year that went 9-1 and one and had a fantastic year for us. Struggled early, at least in the LMU series. Did a great job after the first couple innings of really battling back and through six or seven innings for us. We need a good quality start today. Not an overpowering kid, but a very, very smart pitcher on the hill. Just, you know, his uh, key is location. And if he can do that, he can be a, a devastating pitcher out there for uh, Gonzaga tonight, Ernie Yake will lead it off. He'll play at third base. He'll be followed by Branson Truby, the center fielder. Jake Veith at first base, bats third. Gunnar Schubert will be the shortstop. He'll bat fourth. Austin Pinarini will be doing the catching. He'll bat fifth. Jace Vandebreak in right field will bat sixth. Nick Nyquist, the DH, bat seventh. Batting eighth is uh, Troy Johnston, the left fielder. Carson Brashears uh, is the second baseman. He will bat ninth and pitching tonight Daniel Bees three wins one loss 2.25 earned run average six foot eight 245 pound junior out of Woodenville Virginia or uh, Washington really one of the top pitchers in the conference if not alone in the west yeah absolutely he's a big time power arm big body had a great start against us at Gonzaga last year and beat us but uh, we were able to get to him in the conference tournament so this is the kind of rubber match against him as far as the third time facing him yeah, we ran him after three innings in the conference tournament last year as uh, we are getting set for baseball. Ernie Yake will lead it off. He was one for four last night with an RBI. Sun is out, so shortstop, third base, left fielder going to battle that sun here for the first couple innings until he gets far enough down in the sky and the, and the shade takes over. Yake, a redshirt freshman, Bellingham, Washington, first pitch over for a call strike. Cougars won last night 6-4. to four. Cougars Jordan Wood, a fantastic outing. Uh, seven plus innings, 119 pitches. Drew Zimmerman came in and uh, shut the door on this Gonzaga team. Threw an inning and two-thirds, had a strikeout. And uh, Zimmerman uh, picked up the save. Pitches uh, over for a call, strike two, one and two. Yeah, Woody was fantastic last night. Really set the tone for the series just going out there and quality innings pitched. Big time start for him. Jordan picked up his second uh, victory of the year. He's now 2-1. and one. Rogers pitches down a little bit low. Both these teams, 11 wins, 9 losses. Cougars 1-3 and three in the conference and uh, Gonzaga 2-2. Two and two. 2-2 pitch inside, ball three. Yeah, good spot there. Just missed a little up and in. The key to getting to these Gonzaga lefties is to pitch inside against them. Really got to pound the zone in because they want to extend. 3-2 pitch, line drive, base hit, left field. Yate just reached out with that bat and poked it into left. So a solid single to lead it off, and that will bring up uh, Branson mm-hmm. Truby, the center fielder. Yeah, and that's what a lot of these left-handers are going to want to do against Rodgers. They want to get a fastball on the outer half that they can just slap the other way. Good piece of hitting there by the leadoff hitter. So Yake singles. Truby steps in. Truby batting from the left side, hitting 342 on the year with four home runs and 15 RBIs. And here's the pitch, and that is over for a strike. Fastball on the outside corner. Just started here in Provo. Uh, plenty of great seats still available as the fans uh, continue to make their way into the ballpark. 
Here's the 0-1. Ball hit out towards Sneeman. This could be two on the second for one. The return to first in time for the double play. Fantastic right there. Taylor made 6-4-3. You know, in, in, in this year, the struggles Rodgers have had has been in the first inning. He's really struggled, especially his last three starts, giving up four-plus runs in the first inning his last three starts. So it would be really big for him confidence-wise if he could get through this unscathed. Jake V steps in, first baseman. He was 0 for 4 last night. He's hitting uh, 286, has three home runs on the year. 5'11, 225 pound first baseman for Gonzaga. And the first pitch over for a strike. Brennan Anderson's playing short right field with the shift, and they got Schneeman shift up the middle as well. I think he hit three ground balls to Anderson last night. Yeah. So Brennan and Veith, not the speediest guy. I think he's positioned perfectly. Pitches up high. 87 there by Hayden. That uh, double play ground got ball gave him a little yeah, adrenaline exactly. out there. exactly. <laughs> got a little juices flowing. Here's the 1-1 to Beef. That pitch is outside. These two teams... Uh, Gonzaga holds a 25 win. Cougars have beat Gonzaga 23 times, so a very hotly contested series. That pitches up high, ball three. Of course, the Cougars with the doubleheader sweep last year in the conference tournament propelled them into the NCAA tournament. Gonzaga went home. They did not get a bid. They sure should have, though. I was shocked they didn't get one. 3-1 pitch. Ball grounded out in front of home plate. Foul. Lawson had a hard time picking that ball up. It was fair for about the first yeah. 15 feet, and then it just rolled foul. Vitha was running all the way. Count goes full three and two. Cougars picked number one in the conference this year by the coaches in the preseason, and uh, the Bulldogs picked fourth. Three, two. Ball hit up the middle, base hit, so Veith picks up his first hit of the series. And Gunnar Schubert, shortstop, will come to the plate. Schubert must have uh, forgot his jersey in the hotel or maybe even Spokane because he's rocking a different number today. He's wearing the pitcher's jersey from last night, yep. uh, wearing number uh, Justin Blattner, the starter. Looks a little big on him. Yes, it does. <laughs> Schubert steps in, normally wears, I believe, number six. That's correct. He is a senior. Schubert had uh, one hit and four at-bats. Uh, did have a couple of RBIs in last night's game. Cougars won that one 6-4. The Brian Sue home run in the bottom of the seventh was the difference maker, a two-run shot. Great baseball game. Good quality baseball game last night. One ball, no strikes. Veith at first base. And the pitch. That's up high for a ball. 2-0 the count. I'll tell you one thing. It's nice to start a baseball game that doesn't have any moisture in the air. It's been a while, it feels like. Raining hard today. Yeah. Uh, all the way through the lunch hour here. And then it blue skies, sun came out. and Just a just an absolutely perfect day for baseball. 2-0 pitch. Ball hit into right field. Base hit. Veith will stop at second base, so Schubert going the other way. Anderson was pulled up uh, the middle of the field, and uh, Anderson just shot one into right. Three hits in the inning by Gonzaga. Yeah, just an inside-out swing that got good barrel to it and hit it where no one was. 
Pennerini now steps in. The catcher had a couple of doubles in last night's game and picked up an RBI. Yeah, he got rewarded for that. They moved him up to the five hole for this game. Pennerini, uh, a last second addition to last night's game, been battling some kind of injury. We think it's a lower body injury. But looked awfully good. First pitch inside corner for a call strike. Yeah, we were told last night that he's been battling a little back injury. So that's kind of why he was kind of limping the way he yeah. ran on those doubles. Oh, and one the count. Rogers has given up three hits in the inning. Trying to get out of it, and Pinarini fouls that one off. You see these left-handers, like you were saying, they really like to go the other way, just kind of slap the ball. Have a really good approach against left-handed pitchers. They just want to take the ball the other way. But I agree with you. I mean, busting these guys inside, yeah. I think that's the way to pitch them. Really is. 0-2. Pitch is off the plate, 1-2. and two. Cougars are 12-7 and seven against uh, Gonzaga here in Provo. Of course, they just started playing each other regularly since the uh, Cougars joined the West Coast Conference. Here's the one-two. Check the swing caught by Clawson on a foul tip, and that will do it for the Bulldogs in the inning. No runs, three hits, no errors. Two big runners left. We are through a half an inning. Gonzaga nothing. And the Cougars coming to the plate on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Well, the Cougars will come to the plate, bottom of the first. Uh, Aiden Rodgers dealing with fire there. Gave up three base hits, but got the uh, double play ground ball and then the strikeout to end the inning. So a nice comeback by Rodgers as uh, Daniel B's warming up. 6'8", 245. Great big kid. And he beat us up in uh, Spokane last uh, year in the last regular season series. And the very next weekend, Cougars knocked him out after three innings in the conference tournament. Yeah, fantastic body. Looks like a big league pitcher. It's got good stuff. Brennan Anderson steps in. Brennan two for three last night. B's working from the stretch on the first pitch. And Anderson hammers one. Deep left field. Left fielder going back and unable to make the play. Anderson around first base. And he will hold it second. Boy, I mean, it's like Groundhog Day there. Anderson, the same thing last night. Only Vanderbreak, who was in right today, made that catch. And Troy Johnson in left didn't make the catch. They will take it. (laughs) Great swing by Brennan. 90-mile-an-hour fastball that he was on time with. Brennan had a fantastic day yesterday and starting off hot again today. Got a couple of hits and three at-bats, an RBI, and he leads it off. First pitch double. Short hops the wall out there, and that will bring up a Brian Sue. Sue, the hero last night offensively, as Brian Sue, the big two-run home run, his third of the year, propelled the Cougars to a 6-4 victory. Bees, again, from the stretch, pitch is a swing and a miss. You know what's interesting? Bees wouldn't work out of the windup. I'm not sure what that does to his, uh, you know, there's a few scouts here in the ballpark yeah. today. But I know they uh, they don't like their starters coming out of the stretch. That's how uh, Blake Inouye for us is as yeah. well. He does not like but, to throw out of the windup. But he is he is pretty much a reliever. Yeah, exactly. Pitch fouled off by Sue, 0-2. Brian hitting an even 400 as he comes into the ballgame tonight. 
Yeah, 26 a, hits and 65 at bats. What's the strikeout say? I want to say less than five. Sue has got four strikeouts. Yeah. He's uh, in the top five in the nation in uh, striking out the least. This kid uh, usually gets his bat on the ball. Trying to probably right now just hit it to the right side to move that runner up right up the middle. Bees kicks it with his foot over to the shortstop who makes the play. I think if that hadn't hit his foot, I think that would have gone through for a base hit. So yeah, I agree. A little bit of a tough luck uh, right there by Sue and Bees. Tried to kick the ball, and he got a piece of it. He did. It was uh, interesting. Because he got a piece of it, it kicked it right to the shortstop. Or else that's a single up the middle. Yeah, actually off his calf. Yeah. Good swing, though. Good two-strike swing. One man out. Daniel Sneeman steps in. Runner now at third base for the Cougars. First pitch to Sneeman is outside ball one. A good power arm, 93 there on that fastball. They're giving you a run here. You just got to put a ball in play anywhere to third, but third base and get yourself an RBI. Coach Mike Littlewood in his sixth year down in the uh, third base coaching box. Squares the bunt and pulls the bat back. 2-0 the count. Trent Pratt, associate head coach down in the first base box. Uh, Brent Herring, Jeremy Thomas, and uh, right here next to me, Tuckett Slade. There fills out the staff. And Schneeman with a 2-0 count. Here's B's pitch. That's up high ball three. B's pretty Im- impressive uh, strikeout walk ratio as I think he has 39 strikeouts, five walks in 36 innings. Yeah, you can take that any day. 3-0. Schneeman takes that one over for a strike. 94 on that fastball to Schneeman. Schneeman had a great night last night. Two, two hits for two RBIs. Starting to get things going. He had a good night against Utah as well on Tuesday. Daniel has got his average up to 293 as he steps back in. 3-1 and one the count. Pitch to Steeman. Hit very pretty well. Deep right center field. Right fielder going back now. Center fielder calls him off, and Anderson scores easily from third base. Ball hit hard. Got under it just a little too much. It does pick up the RBI. His uh, 17th of the year, he's now got the uh, team lead. Yeah, great team at bat there by Schneeman. Good swing. I thought that might have a chance off off the bat, but uh, really didn't go anywhere once it got to the warning track. Just kind of hung up. Cougars lead 1-0, and that will bring Brock Hale to the plate. Daniel Bees' first pitch to the Cougar. That ball's hammered deep center field. Center fielder going back, looking up. It's out of here. Brock Hale. Seventh home run of the year, RBI number 17. And the Cougars lead this one 2 to nothing. You know, and it really looks like the Cougars are just sitting on that fastball on the first pitch. Absolutely. I mean, that's 93-mile-an-hour fastball that Brock Hale didn't miss at all. Line drive. And, hey, that's the one thing this team can do. You get fastballs elevated, they're going to hit it. And uh, so far, so good. Straight over the center field wall. I mean, no doubt about that by Brock Hale. I mean, Brock had two hits last night on fastballs that were foul, that were smashed. So it's good to see him get something fair today. Cougars two runs on two base hits, and now Kringlin comes up. First pitch, he starts Kringlin out yeah, with a curveball. You knew that was coming. And it drops in for a strike. Yeah, Cougars Anderson and Hale really have smoked the ball on the first pitch they saw from Daniel Bees. Pitch to Kringlin inside, and you know, B's 6'8". I'm telling you, he's every bit of that. He's a pretty intimidating figure Absolutely. out there on the mound. Absolutely. 
he can throw four pitches. He actually has two different. He's got a, cur a slower curve and then a, fat, a slider that's, that he throws hard. Plus, he throws 94. 1-1 one, one pitch to Kringlin, fouled up and out of play. Kringlin, a good hack at that one. And the count now 1-2. and two. That can get into a pitcher's head a little bit when he throws 94 and you, you put a swing to it and hit it out of here. It's like, man, I can't throw it by you. What should I do next? Here's the 1-2 to Kringlin, fouled off. Another curveball, 82 on the fast on the curveball there from uh, Bees. Yeah, I mean, that's three curveballs of the four pitches he's thrown to Kringlin. Try to update you on some uh, West Coast Conference scores at LMU at Pepperdine. That'll be a day game as they do not have lights down there. Cougars will be down there next weekend. And here's the 1-2 pitch to Kringlin. Fouled off again. I think the game's next weekend. Cougars play UVU out uh, in Orem on Tuesday night at 6. And then uh, Pepperdine, 3 o'clock local Pacific time. That'll be 4 o'clock here Thursday, Friday. And then 1 o'clock Saturday afternoon there. That'll be a 2 o'clock mountain start. 1-2 pitch. Kringlin swings and misses for, no, that ball is a foul ball. Good call, good call, good call. Foul ball hit off the turf before the catcher, uh, Pinarini, made the play. Pinarini was uh, trying to bait that umpire in that, it was, that he had caught it. Yeah, he tried. One and two again to Kringlin. Curveball inside for ball two. I had a feeling uh, Brock Hale had been hitting the ball so hard he had a chance to get one out of the ballpark tonight. Didn't take him long. No, it didn't. Two balls, two strikes to the Cougar DH. Keaton Kringlin still battling that uh, hamstring injury. That's why he's in the DH role. Normally the Cougar left fielder, and Kringlin swings and misses. And that'll end the inning for the Cougars. But to two runs on two hits, no errors, nobody left. We're through one complete. Cougars two. Gonzaga nothing on your new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Chase Vanderbrake will step in. He's the left-handed hitting uh, right fielder. First pitch over for a call strike from Hayden Rogers. Cougars two runs in the first inning on a couple of base hits. Home run by uh, Hale, a double by Brennan Anderson, who was uh, brought in. And Sneeman's ball was hit pretty well, yeah, too, out to the warning track in center. Ball fouled off uh, Clausen's glove and 0-2 the count. Yeah, every guy that put a ball in play. Had good swings. Vanderbrake, Nyquist, Johnston, the three hitters for Gonzaga here in the second inning. West Coast Conference action here in Provo. Cougars won last night 6-4 in game one. And there is a fastball up high. Other uh, conference action tonight. Uh, St. Mary's is at Santa Clara. San Diego at Pacific. Uh, San Francisco at Portland. And Pepperdine at LMU, those will all be uh, night games. They'll be starting in about an hour. Try to keep you updated on those scores. Vanderbrake fouls that one off the screen. And the count remains one and two. Billy Hayes is the umpire behind home plate. This guy has done uh, college World Series games yes, for the has. last few years, one of the highly higher rated umpires we see in the West Coast Conference. Swing and a miss. Vanderbrake goes down two strikeouts now by 
Hayden Rogers. And it looked like that was a fastball up and in where he wanted to get it and blew it by him. Good pitch by Rogers. One man out. And Nick Nyquist, who was one for four last night, will step in. Yeah, he, he struggled against Wood last night. Wood really had his number. It's yeah. a big, strong kid, though. Nyquist, uh, 6'3", 215 junior out of Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. If you're familiar with Coeur d'Alene, it's just, a, I think, about 30 miles just due east of uh, Spokane, just over the Idaho border. Just an absolute beautiful place. Series of lakes and a resort area. Pitches outside for a ball. Really some good golf courses in Coeur d'Alene. That's what I That's hear. why I know about Coeur d'Alene. Yeah, I hear there's, a, there's one hole on a lake that has... Like Flo- floating, floating green. Floating yeah. green, yeah. They have it hooked up to a cable so they can make it a 185-yard par 3 or a 125-yard par-, par 3 or anything in between. Ball fouled off. Wow, that's pretty cool. And you've played that course? Yeah. They also have a driving range that you hit the balls into the lake and the balls float. Oh, wow. So That'd they go cool. out and pick them up with boats. That'd be cool. When you hit them, you really can't tell a difference, but they have some kind of a huh. floater inside the ball. That's cool. Two balls and a strike. Pitches up by next year when we go up to Spokane. Uh, Tuck, we'll, we'll drive over there. Yeah, we should. Show you the show you the sights of Coeur d'Alene. So when you played that par three, how'd you do? Did you get it on the green or did you hit uh, it in the water? I think I've done a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> three and one the count to Nyquist. Ball grounded out toward Favero. Nate's got it. Throws the first for the out. Good play by Favero. Great play, yeah. Nyquist actually stumbled getting out of the box, which really helped Favero out, but really good play. Well, and Hayden Rogers tried to kind of come off the mound, and I don't know if his uh, fleet stuck or not, but he about went over, yeah. went down. Favero, really, he was the only one that could make that play, and he did it. Two men out. And Troy Johnston, the left fielder, steps in. Johnston, a 231 average. Sophomore out of Puyallup, Washington. First pitch over for a strike. Boy, Hayden just looks so much better tonight. Yeah, he looks confident out there. It's nice to see that. Two men out as Johnston did not play in last night's ball game. Takes a pitch outside for a ball. Which is interesting why they that they play the left-hander against the lefty yeah. but not against the righty last night so maybe he was hurt who knows started Fredrickson uh, last night in the outfield ball is over for a strike two and two or one and two the count but like we talked about last night the the split stats on these Gonzaga lefties is they do well against left-handed pitching so maybe that's the hunch that coach Mactock's playing here's the one two swing and a miss another strikeout Rogers retires him in order here. We are through an inning and a half, 2-0 Cougars over the Bulldogs on your Cougar Baseball Radio Network. Nate Favero will lead off for BYU as they go to the bottom of the second inning. Uh, Favero 0 for 3 last night. First pitch from Bees is outside, ball one. Favero, Clausen, McIntyre do up here in the second for the Cougars. Cougars scored two runs on a couple of base hits in the first. Take the early lead. Pitch to Favero is outside. Look at a straight change there. First, yeah, it did. Uh, pitch, first time we've seen that. 74 to you, you 94. Could, <laughs> you could really kind of see it coming you out could. of the hand. You definitely could. Not a great change. 
Uh, Truby, the center fielder, playing over in the left center field alley against Favero. Uh, if he could pull one in the right center field alley, he could he could run forever. Absolutely. Over for a strike. And he's the guy. we got a couple guys that are starting to get going. And if we really, we've, we've, we've stressed this so many times, if we really can get Nate going, the offense is going to start to roll. You know, you got Nate, you got Dave. Dave's hitting over 300, but just not a, a real strong 300. Yeah, you, you call know? it a soft 300 yeah. is what you can call it. Only six RBIs, and he's got to start driving the ball a little more. As Favero swings and misses two balls and two strikes. Daniel B's coming off a 13-strikeout performance against Pepperdine last weekend in eight innings. Pitches down low, ball three. That was at home. Well, his fastball this inning isn't as sharp as it was. He got hit around in that first and kind of lost a little confidence. He's throwing more breaking balls to the next two batters in Kringlin last inning and now Favero. Three and two. Here's the pitch to Favero. Favero rockets one down the left field line. That ball is hit hard, and it is hit out of the ballpark, but it is foul by about 30 feet. So Favero, good uh, power the opposite way. And he'll step back in there with the 3-2 count. I'm telling you, Bees right now has got to be wondering. Let's see, I've seen two balls leave the park. I've seen one hit the wall and one hit on the warning track. That's outside for a ball, another breaking pitch. So it appears that he has lost a lot of confidence right now, at least throwing fastballs to these Cougar hitters. You know, you watch, we watched the film of his Pepperdine game, and he just pounded the zone with his fastball, and they didn't hit it very well. So then he just kind of flipped over his breaking pitch just to show it. And today it feels like he's kind of got to do the opposite because the Cougs have been on time to his fastball. David Clausen steps in. Clausen uh, last night uh, 0 for 2 as the sophomore catcher steps to the plate, and there's that curveball that drops in for a strike. When you got a guy out there throwing 94, you you know, as a hitter, you, you've got to be thinking fastball first, you yeah. know, trying to stay ahead of that pitch. But uh, as you'd mentioned, Bees completely turned the other way as a toss and pretty good cut fouls it off. 0-2. Yeah, he goes, that was a 74-mile-an-hour breaking pitch for strike one, then all of a sudden 92 the next pitch. That's real tough to make that, that <laughs> differential. Crowd continuing to come into the park. Uh, good crowd here. Lawson fouls another one off. Uh, 93 on that fastball. Nobody out here in the bottom of the second. Cougars with a runner at first base. As Lawson will climb back in the batter's box. And the pitch from Bees is outside for ball one. Gonzaga wearing the red uh, jerseys tonight with the gray pants. Cougars in their kind of their cream-colored home uniforms. They'll wear the Royals tomorrow, which is the normal Saturday uniform for BYU. Pitch to Lawson, fouled off. You know, it's interesting. Uh, we talked, uh, Coach Littlewood, about Hayden Rogers thinking he loves Royal. You know, he's always pitched on Saturday. Yeah. And I asked him, I said, so just try to switch it up to give Hayden a different look. He said, exactly. You know, just trying to get him out of that funk a little bit. Get him back uh, throwing like he did last year for BYU. For sure. Throw to first and uh, back in safely, Favero. Shadows uh, now have completely gone over the pitching mound, but still shortstop, third baseman, left fielder really 
will battle it. Lawson takes the pitch outside, ball two. Good at bat here by Dave yeah, Lawson. Really is. Both him and Favero both fell down 0-2 and were able to come back and battle in their bats. Fouled off some good pitches. Go, Clawson! Another throw to first, and again, Favero back in safely. Jake Veith, the first baseman for Gonzaga. That kid's got a good beard going, I'm telling you. Yes, he does. All-conference beard, That's for an all-conference sure. beard. That might be an all-American You're right, beard right there. You're right, I agree. 2-2 pitch. Clawson, looper right at the second baseman. Throw to first, not in time, as Favero just got beat the throw back into the bag. Clawson... Kind of a little humpback liner right at uh, Brashears who makes the catch one man out. Favero, I think, froze initially, thought it might go through, and then he had to hustle his way back in and just beat the throw back in. Yeah, good base running, though. That's that's an easy one to get doubled off on. Mitch McIntyre now steps in, Cougar left fielder. First pitch over for a strike. McIntyre, uh, 0 for 1 last night, did not start in the ballgame, was uh, brought in late in that uh, contest. He is a freshman out of uh, Tooele, Utah, Stansbury High School. And here's the one or the 0-1 pitch, and that's outside, one ball and one strike. Yeah, he's really changed his, uh, his sequencing. He's going dead red first inning, and now he's going off-speed, off-speed, trying to basically pitch off his curveball. McIntyre, this is 15th start of the year. Usually in center field, they've got and there's a there's a hit and run, second base in time for the out, and then McIntyre had to was have a slow. I don't know. He runs really well. I'm amazed they're able to double him up. I didn't see him coming out of the box, but he must have slipped or something. One six three double play. Cougars are retired here in the second. No runs, hits, or errors, and no one left. We're through two complete. 2 nothing. BYU over Gonzaga on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. What's up, BYU fans? This is second baseman Brennan Anderson, and you're here listening on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Carson Brashears will lead it off for Gonzaga. We go to the third inning. Cougars up 2 to nothing. Brashears 0 for 2 last night. He's the second baseman for the Bulldogs, or Zags. I think they would probably rather be called Zags. I think so, yeah. The Bulldog, uh, that logo, go, or that uh, goes way back. We'll call them a little of each. Absolutely. Keep everybody happy. A ball and a strike to uh, Brashears. Uh, top of the order, Ernie Yake is on deck. I was kind of hoping their basketball team could have got the Elite Eight again. Yeah, that was surprising last night they went down. Pitches over for a strike. Tilly went down with an injury during practice during the week, and that really hurt him. He had he'd come on and was for sure playing big-time basketball. Conference tournament, he was dominant. I think he was the MVP of the conference tournament. Of course, we were out of town doing games. Uh, there's a ground ball out to Anderson. Uh, Brennan's got it, and he'll throw Brashears out. Didn't he go something like 12 for 15 from three-point yeah, land? He was unbelievable. He was unbelievable. Saw a little bit of the video of that. Mark Few, a great coach, has really got that Gonzaga basketball program in the elite of all programs in the national power country. One man out, and Yake steps in, and he fouls the first pitch off. Ernie Yake, a uh, redshirt freshman out of Bellingham, Washington. 
291 hitter. The way he plays defense at third, it's like the game's too slow yeah. for him. It's, it is. I agree. That's a good. That's a good way to look at it. He, he made a couple plays last night. Okay, now wait a minute. He looked like he was in slow motion. Yeah. And that ball was hit pretty hard. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Kid can really play defense, and he's a solid little contact hitter. One ball, one strike. Yake uh, singled his first time up. That pitch is a little bit down. Two balls in to strike. Truby's on deck. Aiden Rogers, the senior out of Mesa, Arizona. There's a line drive right at Brian Sue at first base who snags it. Two men out. Now when you're a hitter, that just frustrates you. You hit a ball hard right at somebody. Good play there by Sue. Rogers has retired six straight after that first inning when he whipped three base hits. Hey, so kind of starting to see uh, last year's Rogers appear this game. Kind of like a bulldog command out there. Truby in center field. Center fielder for uh, Gonzaga steps in. First pitch a little bit low for a ball. Cougars on the strength of a double from Anderson. Sacrifice fly by Schneeman, and then Brock Hill deposited the first pitch he saw of the night over the center field wall, and that's the, the 2-0 lead. Cougars got both those runs in the first. 2-0 the count now on uh, Truby. Mark Makdoff, the head coach of uh, Gonzaga, he's in the dugout. There's a one hopper up past Anderson. Ball hit hard by Truby. That will go as a base hit. Yeah, a real good piece of hitting right there. Got to a 2-0 count, another fastball in the middle to away. Took it right where it was supposed to and hit it hard. Brennan gave an effort, but uh, just kind of tipped off his glove as he dove. Two out single brings uh, Jake Veith up. Uh, Veith uh, single right up the middle his first time up there. Yeah, tough play for Anderson. It was just one of those do or die. You dive and throw your glove at it. Yeah. I mean, literally, I mean, you keep your glove on your hand, but you just kind of throw out, throw it out there and hope that it, uh, it finds the baseball. Veith, good swing on a good changeup there by Hayden Rogers. Veith way out ahead of it. Well, and that's the pitch this year that he's really struggled with. He's been missing a lot with his changeup really high or, or spiking it. That was probably the best changeup I've seen him throw in a while. Good pitch. No balls and one strike. Here's the pitch, and that is over for a strike. Curveball on the outside corner. Anderson at second base playing shallow right field. Rivera moved over deep into the six hole, and uh, Schneeman uh, well over also. Sue about uh, even with the bag trying to hold that runner on, and the pitch is outside for ball one. I always wondered why when power guys that get that massive shift just don't steal a hit down the third baseline by bunting or whatnot. I mean, shoot, if you bunted in a situation, now it's first and second with a good hitter on deck for an RBI chance. And you watch it in the pro game, and it's unbelievable. Yeah. They have the third baseman playing at shortstop, the shortstop position. And I agree with you. It seems like, man, just stick the bat out and flip it down the line. Swinging strike three. Veith goes down. That will do it for the Bulldogs in the inning. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left. We're through three, two and a half now. Two nothing Cougars over the Bulldogs on your new skin BYU Sports Network.
Jared Perns will lead it off for the Cougars. The number nine hitter in the lineup. First pitch to Perns, high and tight. Ball one. Coach Littlewood on the pregame show said, you know, I'd really, I'm really tempted to move Perns up in the lineup as well as he's hitting, but I always love having a good hitter in that nine hole. 390 hitter, that's a pretty good hitter in that nine hole. Yeah, you'll take that any day. Perns swings and misses one and one the count. It just stretches your lineup out so so far that, hey, you can't rest on any batter. And I'm not sure where you fit him, yeah, you know, true. because you've got so many veteran guys that have have done it for you up and down that lineup. Pern swings and misses. One and two. Jarrett out of Henderson, Nevada, 6'1", 180. Outstanding uh, outfielder, and I think he's brought a lot more to the offensive side of the plate than Cougar coaches would have ever imagined Absolutely. at this point. One, two pitch. Perns right back to Bees. He bobbles, comes up, throws the first for the out. Kind of went off the end of his glove, did a little juggling act out there and was able to retrieve it and make the out. Yeah, real good pitch right there. Got Perns out in front, and he made a good play. I thought I thought if he was going to bobble and that ball would have dropped, that Perns might have had a shot to beat yeah. that out. Yeah, at six foot, eight foot frame, he would have had to bend down and pick it up yeah. and try to find it. Well, might yeah. have been a little tough. I doubt he throws a fastball first pitch right here. First pitch to Brennan is fouled off. That was a breaking pitch, and Anderson all over it again. Just fouled it off the right side. Bottom of the third inning here in Provo. Cougars leading two to nothing. Cougars uh, two runs on two hits. Curveball inside for a ball. Brennan Anderson uh, with the double leading off the ball game. There's a fastball. Anderson swings and misses, and the count uh, now one and two. Yeah, now that he's able to throw that breaking ball for a strike, it makes it tough to hit that fastball. Now you don't know which one he can come with. Here's the one, two. That's inside. Bees has not uh, struck out a Cougar hitter yet. He's gone through the order after having 13 strikeouts last uh, Week against uh, Pepperdine. 2-2 pitch. That's strike three called inside corner. Yeah, good pitch. Backdoor curveball on the inside. Well, inside curveball that broke across the plate. Brennan didn't like it, but it looked good from back here. Two men out. Oh, that's in. Yeah, that was in. Yeah. Billy Hayes missed that one. So two men out, and Sue steps in. It went up the middle. It was kicked by the pitcher over to the shortstop. Or Sue had had him a base hit in the first, and he fouls the first pitch off. Brian Sue, uh, three home runs, 11 RBIs on the year. The big one last night. Put the Cougars on top late in that ball game. Pitches outside a ball and a strike. Daniel Sneeman in the on-deck circle for the Cougars. So uh, fouls that one off. Uh, Mark Maktoff, as we would mentioning, was the head coach at uh, Gonzaga in his 15th year as the head man. Before that, he was a 13-year assistant, so he's been there in Spokane for 28 years. He's a Zags for life, that's for sure, Zag for life. Here's the one-two. Sue swings and misses and goes down on strike, so two strikeouts in the inning. No runs, hits, or errors. We are through three complete now. 2-0 Cougars leading Gonzaga 
on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Gunnar Schubert will lead it off for the Zags here as we go to the fourth inning. He singled his first time up. Zags have four hits in the game, three of them in the first inning, but have been unable to push across to run. First pitch to Schubert is over for a call strike. Hayden Rogers working from the windup. And the pitch bunted right back to Hayden. Bobbles comes up, throws the first, and it gets away from Sue. Yeah, wow. I mean, that's a one-hopper right back to him. That was an error, and I think it's got to be on the throw. I think yeah. the throw might have hit the, the runner. Definitely an error on the pitcher. So E1. Bunt right back to Rogers. It popped out of his glove, then he picked it up and threw uh, a little bit wildly to Sue. Yeah, he rushed himself turning, and that's why he bobbled it, and then he had to rush the throw and made a bad throw. Austin Penarini steps in. He struck out his first time up. Our lefties haven't filled bunts very well the last oh. few games between him and Bo Burrup against Utah. Hayden, usually an outstanding defensive pitcher. First pitch down low, ball one. Yeah, he's a guy who takes pride in his defense, so he's going to be upset about that. We talked about last night, this team does not run much. Six stolen bases on the year for Gonzaga in 11 attempts. Schubert has one of those six at first base. So one ball and no strikes to Penarini. Here's the pitch from Rogers. That's over for a strike. Straight change there. Penarini laid off it. Looked like it was over the inside corner. He wants a double play ball in the worst way to get that air out of his head. Here is the 1-1 pitch. Penarini fouls this over near the Cougar dugout. And the count now 1-2. and two. Must be the strikeout inning. They got excited on yeah, that too. Must be. There's a... Have a strikeout inning here, and if uh, they strike out an opponent, uh, they throw out a bunch of uh, T-shirts to that section. Sounds like a, a section of elementary school it kids. Does, yeah, it could be the team that ran out with the, the team to start the game. The one-two just got a piece of it, fouled it off. No, she's throwing him out. He didn't strike out. She must have. Uh, oh, now she's going to sit down. They thought it was a strikeout yeah. and got a little too excited. It's bad karma right there. Yeah, <laughs> Ball and two strikes to Penarini. And the pitch, good job by David Clausen there. Ball landed in front of the plate. And Clausen able to knock that down and keep it in front of him. Two and two the count. Mike Littlewood in his uh, sixth year, 159 wins for the Cougars and 115 losses. 
As Hayden Rogers with a 2-2 pitch just off the plate. Ball three. Vanderbreak is on deck. Pretty sure they'll start the runner here. He's a Pinarini's not a guy who strikes out very often. Put a ball in play. Stay out of the double play right here. Rogers now up to uh, 58 pitches in the outing. Ball fouled off. Pinarini looking in. Uh, Mark Makdoff, the head coach, works from the far end of the dugout. He gives all the signs to the hitters. Their base coach just uh, directing traffic out there. And here's Rogers' pitch. Up high, ball four. An error and a walk. And Gonzaga with runners at first and second base. Nobody out. And Vandebreek will come up. Vandebreek is a left-handed hitter. He struck out his first time up there. Interesting to see a possibly sacrifice situation here. Maktoff going through a series of signs for uh, Vandebreek. Yeah, you definitely think it would be that situation. Favero in on the grass at third base. As Lawson uh, goes through a series of signs in front of home plate, the Cougar catcher let the defense, uh, infield defense, uh, know what's going on. Lots of different defensive uh, shifts that you can. Uh, Work in this situation. Now uh, Clausen back out in front of home plate, going through another series of signs. Of course, if you're uh, Vanderbreek and you're bunting, you want to bunt that ball down that third baseline, force that third baseman to come in and make the play. And that will pretty much ensure your success of the sacrifice. And there is a pitch that's up high, ball one. Vanderbreek uh, showed bunt all the way. the fun cat and mouse of the small ball game right here between the defense and offense. One ball and no strikes. Vanderbreek, a junior out of Yakima, Washington. He did have one hit last night. And here's Rogers Pitzer's a bunt down the third baseline, but foul. Loved by Favero, about three feet in uh, foul territory. So the count evens up at a ball and a strike. Favero coming hard, Schneeman coming in behind him, covering at third base in case there was a play there. Now Makdoff is uh, going to call Vanderbreek and his two base runners in for an offensive uh, timeout. Yeah, I don't think he liked that last play as, as far as where the, how the Cougars ran that because if it was fair, it probably had a good shot at getting the lead runner at third. Probably just telling them, hey, if they do that same thing, shortstop's the uh, runner at second's got to get a bigger lead. And if that's the case, it's interesting to see if the Cougs don't counteract that with maybe pickoff or, or whatnot. A lot of different options right here. One ball, one strike to count. An error and a walk have put uh, Zags at first and second base. Nobody out here in the top of the fourth. Cougars leading this one two to nothing. And Rogers with uh, Sue coming hard from first base. It's up high for a ball. It's an awful lonely feeling if you're Brian Sue running in that hard for a bunt when he pulls back. 
Boy, Sue is charging hard. I know a lot of that is to maybe disrupt that batter a it little is, bit. Yeah. So two balls and a strike. Again, Vandenbreak showing bunt. Now he pulls back, slashes, and swings and misses. Looked like it might have been out of the zone up yeah, a little bit. would have been a ball. Now 2-2 two, two the count. And we know Coach Littlewood will never bunt on two strikes or, or very little, very rarely. That pitch was definitely up and out of the zone. He's upset at himself for swinging at it. It's the way you've got to find a way to strike him out here or get a ground ball double play. Now Favero actually back behind the bag at third base. And here is Hayden Rogers and the 2-2 pitch. Strike three call. Great pitch, great pitch. Hayden Rogers comes in with a fastball on the outside corner for out number one. And now Nick Nyquist, the uh, DH, will step in. Caught him guessing breaking ball right there and snuck a fastball by him. Great pitch by Rogers. Still work to be done here. Got to find a way to get a ground ball. One man out. And Nyquist, who grounded out to Favero his first time up, uh, will step in there. Rogers' first pitch to Nyquist is over for a strike. Well, Rogers' his own worst enemy here in the inning with him. Yeah. He committed the error, and then he walked the batter, trying to work his way out of this jam. Nyquist uh, hitting 333 on the year. He's one for five in this series so far. And the 0-1, that's up high, one and one. The count to game three tomorrow here, one o'clock. BYU and Gonzaga will finish off their uh, three-game regular uh, season series. Supposed to be another beautiful day, 57 degrees, I think, tomorrow. Ball on a strike. And here's the pitch to Nyquist. Ball fouled straight back. One and two. So Hayden, you know, his his pitch counts up. I mean, he's at 68 right now. He's really had the battle through the first inning and again here in the fourth inning. As Nyquist, the big right-handed hitter, will step back into the box. Here's the one-two. Swinging strike three. Again, a pitch. No, they're going to call that. Yeah, I thought they called it uh, a foul ball, but the umpire was waving his arms. Waving his arms, and that was weird. Yeah, I've never quite seen that from an umpire. Normally, that means. But uh, he did call him out. So two big strikeouts by Hayden Rogers and Troy Johnston. Uh, what he was talking about is it was actually the backswing of the bat that knocked the ball out of Clausen's glove. So he's saying, no, he struck out, and then he knocked it out. So That's a pretty good trick by a hitter. I've never seen yeah, that. Yeah, that's a great idea. Two men out. Johnston steps in. First pitch gets away from, nope, Clausen able to retrieve it. They will appeal to the third base umpire in the check swing, say so did not go around. Good work by Clausen right there. Runners wanted to move up. That's a tough pitch to block. Yeah. 
One ball, no strikes, two men out. Johnston uh, struck out his first time up. That ball gets away all the way back to the screen. And uh, that ball landed uh, in front of home plate, and uh, Clausen just didn't get the body in front of that one, and the count goes to 2-0. and oh. Yeah, he spiked it, bounced in front of the plate, and Clausen tried to catch it instead of moving yeah. his body to block it. Cooper Ewell. Yeah, we know he'd have blocked it, that's for sure. <laughs> the LMU catcher, one of the greatest defensive catchers we've seen in a long time. Saw him last week uh, putting on a show. Two balls, no strikes to uh, Johnston. And the pitch, a swing and a miss. Looked like a change right there. Came back 2-0, and oh, completely fooled uh, Johnston. Be big if he can get out of this. I mean, you have the air, you have the walk, you have the pass ball. Now they're in scoring position. If you can get out of this, that's a big-time momentum back towards the Cougs. Two balls and a strike. Here's Rogers' pitch. Ball fouled up, and that one hit Clausen. I think Clausen's been hit a couple of times in this inning with either pitches or right there. Took a pretty good foul ball. Didn't see where it got him, but it got him pretty good. Be able to see on that replay. Oh, got him right up on the top of the leg, that left leg. That's no fun. Right above the uh, shin guards. I'm not tough enough to be a catcher, that's for sure. Two balls, two strikes now. Those guys pretty much have to have full body ice baths after every game. (laughs) Rogers with six strikeouts through the first uh, three and two-thirds. And here's the 2-2. Just a little bit low, ball three. Yeah, just missed down. So the count goes full three and two with runners at uh, second and third base. And here's Rogers' pitch. Swinging strike three, and Rogers. Oh, yep, yep he's got him. now got tagged him. out. And Rogers Great strikes job. out the side after the air and the walk. Cougars lead two to nothing. We're through three and a half on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Daniel Steeman will step in for the Cougars as we go to the top or bottom of the fourth inning. Two nothing. Cougars leading. Daniel B's on the hill. We will now take uh, ten seconds for a station ID. Neiman now down on the count, 0-2. He sees a fastball on the outside corner. Now a curveball catches the corner. I wouldn't call that an outstanding curveball. Like Coach Littlewood said, just kind of turns it over. Yeah, but he does. Can follow that up with that fastball. Pitches uh, down low. It's just one like we talked about. 75, 76 mile an hour curveball to 94 fastball. It's just sometimes tough to adjust to that. And he's starting to you know have a feel for it now and throw it for a strike. Sneeman takes that one outside, two and two. Daniel uh, had a sacrifice fly, picked up an RBI. His last time up, he and uh, Brock Hill now both with 17 RBIs to lead the Cougars. Sneeman fouls that one at the plate. The right fielder playing way in right center. 
He hooked one down the line. It's definitely going to be a triple. Daniel B's now 51 pitches through uh, three plus. Sneeman hammers one up the middle, base hit. Daniel Sneeman really starting to see the pitches, the ball much better. Swinging it well. Lead off single. That will bring Brock Hill to the plate. Uh, Hill's seen one pitch and hit it about 430 feet over the center field wall his first time up. Interesting to see if he gets a fastball here. Yeah, Brock is is kind of a, a hitter where he's going to sit breaking ball first pitch, and if he hangs it, he's going to swing as hard as he can. Hill with his seventh home run in the first. There, Sneeman uh, looked like he was going yeah, he to did. put the brakes on, and he did start Brock off with a breaking pitch. Hill, 338 average, has uh, 26 hits this year. And seven of those uh, being the deep ball. Pitches up high, one ball and one strike. I'd like to see Brock take that breaking ball and hit it through the four hole here. Big, huge opening there with the first base holding him on and second base shaded up the middle for double play. Remember that he did that against LMU and that big shift. Yeah. Here's the 1-1 to Hale, and that ball is a curveball that drops in over the inside corner. A ball and two strikes to Brock. That's a tough one to swing at because it starts at your body. So you think, oh, that's a ball, and then it breaks all the way across for a strike. Makes you flinch a little bit as a hitter. Throw to first, and uh, Schneeman scrambles his way back into the bag. For a big kid, he's got a pretty good move to first. Usually bigger kids have a slower move because they've got such long legs. He gets it there quick. Hale steps back in. One ball and two strikes to count. Again, a throw to first, and again, Schneeman uh, back in safely. Cougars this year, 17 steals and 22 attempts. Schneeman uh, leads the way with five. And here's the one-two to Hale. Fouled off. Schneeman going on the pitch. Boy, when you're running and you hear that bat hit the ball, yeah. you, you have no idea where that ball is. And you're looking around trying to pick it up. Make sure you don't get doubled up. That's why those uh, his teammates on the bench and his uh, base coaches have really got to be verbal they with really him do. out there. Let them know. Again, a ball and two strikes to Brock Hale. Now a timeout called by Hale just before the pitch was made. B's uh, trying to freeze him out there a little bit. was really taking an extraordinary amount of time to deliver that pitch. So finally Hale had had enough, just backed off. Trying to make Daniel really uncomfortable. As a base runner, you hate that pitcher when he holds because it just kind of throws your timing off. Another throw to first. And Schneeman again back in. Pretty good crowd tonight. As the night's gone on, people continuing to filter into the ballpark. One, two. Foul tipped out of the catcher's glove. They got a fastball that time that he was waiting for, just a little elevated out of the zone, but good job fouling it off. 93 on that fastball by Bees. Hell hit one out way out of here last night, but it was about 20 feet foul down the left field line up and over the top of those pine trees. The throw to first, and again, Sneeman getting a workout over there, diving back into that bag. 
Here's the pitch to Hale, and that ball's popped up down the right field line. First baseman going out. That ball will uh, land in uh, by the grandstand down there. Outside of first base. And it's good. I mean, Cougar uh, hitters making bees really work hard. Absolutely. Throw a lot of pitches. That's what you got to do when you got a horse on the mound. You just have to try to get him out as soon as you can by having long at-bats. Kind of like what we did with Mize from Auburn. Just try to get his count up. One ball, two strikes a count. How are our Auburn Tigers doing? I lost track last week. Are they they're still lost one and three, I think, now. They've lost three now. Huh? But uh, have the number one RPI as of today. Ball and two strikes. Here's the pitch to Brock Hill. Checked his swing. Did not go, and the count goes to two and two. These base thumps have done a good job. Yeah. These check swings are not easy. and Another good reason for a four-man crew. Yeah, You've absolutely. got a great angle. Well, and all four of these guys are NCAA tournament guys. So that's, that's a really good crew we have this weekend. Two balls, two strikes. Hale swings and misses. And the runner at first base, so he'll be out. To, but uh, Schneeman was able to move up on the strikeout, completely fooled on the curveball. And as uh, Hale swung at a pitch down in the dirt, one man out. Schneeman, though, into scoring position at third base. And that will bring Kringland to the plate to keep with a RBI opportunity. Yeah, he's starting to get things going himself. Now, now above 300 after last night. Keaton struck out his first time up. And the first pitch to Kringlin. That ball's hit to slowly out toward the shortstop. Schubert's got it. He bobbles and throws the first in time for the out. And again, Kringlin with that hamstring, really not able to go very hard. Runner does advance to third base on the ground out, and that will leave it up to Favero now with a runner at third. Made an excellent opportunity here to put the Cougars' third run on the board. Yeah, normal runner there. It might be safe. Need a big hit right here, Nate. Favero walked his first time up. First pitch way outside for a ball. Two out RBIs are what really make a team and really break the back of the other team. Finding a way to score those runs with two is, is crucial in the series. Here's the 1-0 to Favero, and that is a backdoor curveball. Comes over the outside corner for a strike. Two runs in the game. That came in the bottom of the first by BYU. Rogers has uh, shut this uh, Gonzaga team out through the first four at-bats. Favero fouls that one off. One ball and two strikes. Nate Favero. His average is dipped down to 222 now as he starts the ball game. And here is the pitch to Favero. Curveball got him swinging. So two strikeouts in the inning by Bees. 
And the Cougars uh, strand the runner at third base. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left. We're through four now. 2 nothing Cougars over the Bulldogs on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hey, Cougar fans, this is outfielder Brock Hale. You're listening to BYU Baseball on New Skin BYU Sports Network. Back here at uh, Larry Miller Field in Provo, the sun has pretty much disappeared. I, I think the only, well, I think everybody now defensively is in pretty good shape. Ball's fouled off. Uh, you, you know, you worry about that early in ball games that. Uh, there's not going to be an issue, and we didn't have one tonight. Yeah, it's tough. The shortstop and center field and left really have to battle that early in games. Brashear steps in, fouls the first pitch off. He's the number nine hitter for Gonzaga. And that pitch by uh, Hayden Rogers is uh, down low, one ball and one strike. Brashear's grounded out to uh, Brennan Anderson, his first time up there, the second baseman. Curve ball over for a strike. You can see Billy Hayes, the home plate. I really like him. I mean, he, he does a great job, stays with every pitch, and has a good strike. He zone. really does, yeah, very consistent. Here's the one, two to Brashears. The pitch is down low. Bounces up and off of uh, Clausen. And yeah, David is going to need a little jacuzzi today. Yeah, he really is. He's taking some shots off the body. Needs to keep working hard at it. Two balls, two strikes. Pitch from Rogers is grounded out towards Schneeman. Daniels got it. Got to make a quick throw to first and does it for the out. Yeah, he sat back a little longer than he normally does, but him with that strong arm, once he feels it, you know it's going to be a close play every time, and on the close plays usually go his way. Sometimes he kind of relies on that does, arm a yeah. little too much. Probably took one one too many steps yeah. here. Got him by about a half a step. Top of the order, Ernie Yake steps in. He is a one for two, single his first time up. And lined out to sue his last time at the plate. First pitch is over for a strike. These are the guys in the order that you have to find a way to keep off the base because your best hitters are coming up. Little looper center field. In comes Perns. He's there, and he'll make the catch for the out. Two men down, and Branson Truby, who is uh, one for two, grounded into a double play in the first. That was the really the big play for the Cougars so far. Yeah. And then the uh, single in the third. Aiden Rodgers, he shut him out, but he's, he struggled in the first to give up three hits. In the fourth, he committed an error and then walked a guy and then was able to battle, battle his way up, striking out the side. Pitches over for a strike. And, you know, Hayden, not really a strikeout type guy, but he's had it going tonight. Yeah, he has. And he's competing when when they need him the most. He's making big pitches, and that's all you really can ask for. Popped up in 22 innings out of play. Hayden has had nine strikeouts before coming into tonight's ball game, And he's got seven tonight. Through four innings. Oh, doubled so. them in, in one, <laughs> almost doubled almost them. One, the, yeah. Almost a strikeout total for the year. 0 oh 2, Truby steps back. Here's Rogers' pitch up high for a ball. And one thing that you can never take away from Hay- Hayden Rogers, he is a competitor and he wants the baseball. He does. 
Here's the one-two to Truby. Pop foul. Good pitch right in the hands of the center fielder for Gonzaga. And he was able to fight it off. And four of those seven strikeouts are with runners in scoring position that he's just found a way to bear down and, and make a clutch pitch. Here's the one-two. Truby takes it just off the plate. Rogers looking for a quick inning here to keep that pitch count down. Yeah, close pitch, definitely a ball, but uh, hoping that Truby would have fished at that one. Two balls, two strikes. Here's the pitch. Ball grounded down to Favero, up with it, long throw to first, and he is safe at the bag, just across the bag. Good play by Favero and Sue, but Truby with an infield single. Yeah, just kind of hit it in that spot where it's too deep in the hole where the, the throw wasn't quick enough to get him. Yeah, Favero had to go all the way over to the line and was a little bit off balance and just two hopper over to Sue, which is a good thing to do on this turf. Yeah. And Sue was able to dig it up, but uh, not quite in time uh, to get Truby, and that will bring a, a Jake Veith to the plate. After the two-out single, and now they've look what they've done with Schneeman. They've moved him over on the second base side of yeah, the bag. Big shift here. Favero over almost where the shortstop normally plays. And the first pitch to Jake Veith is just off the plate for ball one. Yeah, close pitch. Look good from here. Boy, good ball game last night. Good game tonight. These two teams battling. You knew they'd be uh, two of the top teams in the conference and uh, battling each other here in Provo in this series. He takes that pitch down, low ball two. Gunnar Schubert is on deck. He's the uh, cleanup hitter for the Bulldogs. Pitch is, that one's over for a strike. Yeah, different feeling this week, isn't it, compared to last? You just feel like, hey, the Cougs, are, they're in every game, and they, they, they want it, and they're just they're feeling it. Where last week it just kind of felt the opposite. Yeah. It felt like LMU was just taking everything to them. Two balls and a strike. And here's the pitch, Truby going. There's a throw down, and they are going to get him. Boy, Truby had a huge lead because Sue was playing behind him, but David Clausen with that big arm able to throw him out. Fantastic, Clausen. And that'll do it for the Bulldogs in the inning. No runs, hits, or errors. Or no runs, one hit, no errors, nobody left. We are through four and a half. Two-nothing Cougars leading the Bulldogs on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. David Clausen will step in for the Cougars as we go to the bottom of the fifth. Lawson, the uh, catcher for BYU, lined out to the second baseman, Brashears. His first time up, only his second time at the plate here in the fifth inning. Lawson batting from the left side, first pitch, way outside, ball one. After that first inning, Bees has really settled in. It it looks like Bees, even on his curveball, you can see the arm. He slows down. He he does slow it down. And there's the fastball, and that came he came through hard on that one. There's a ground ball out to the second baseman who throws Clausen out, and I'll guarantee the pro scouts are going to pick that up in a hurry. For sure. One man out. 
And Mitch McIntyre, who grounded into a double play. Kind of an odd play. McIntyre has got tremendous speed. And it looked like he got a little confused. I'm not sure if he tripped coming out of the box yeah, or what. Weird. And then he looked like he was trying to round base at first base. Really strange. That was odd. I'm not sure what happened there. And the first pitch is uh, down low, ball one. The only way we'll find out is to talk to him after the game. Yeah. Had a chance to have Drew Zimmerman on the air with us in the postgame last night. And like most freshmen, he wasn't too talkative, yeah. but uh, I got him to talk about that elbow and that big plate and the seven screws in that elbow. And that just came, that was just a baseball injury, right? Yeah, yeah. Amazing. There's a slow hit ground ball, second baseman there, and he is not going to make the play as he got there. But uh, McIntyre with a good wheel is able to beat it out, infield single for Mitch. Well, and that's the thing he can do that Coach talked about even in the pregame is that when Mitch puts the ball in play, he's got a shot to beat, beat it out every single time and just hit that in no man's land and gets a single out of it. He's had three or four of those this year. That time he ran through the back. Yeah, it was nice to see that. <laughs> One man out, and Jarrett Pern steps in. Well, back to Zimmerman. I mean, incredible that, that you could sustain that kind of injury throwing a baseball. Yeah, and uh, really he's is. got a plate. He's got seven screws. The Cougars were kind of all over him. And then when that happened, everybody kind of backed off. And he was thrown at 82-83. And they, I guess you offered him a kind of a preferred walk-on status. And now Harry is throwing 94. And yeah, uh, you're awesome. counting your lucky stars. He's at BYU. <laughs> Absolutely. Coach Brent Herring did a fantastic job recruiting him. One ball, no strikes. I asked him last night, any, any place else you wanted to go? No, I wanted to come to BYU. So he was you – know, I had to kind of work to get in, yeah, him to say sure. a whole lot. <laughs> for sure. Great but, kid, though. Yeah, he really is. And Boy, love, did he look good last yeah, night. I love his demeanor on the mound. Two balls, no strikes. The count to Perns with a runner at first base. And Perns hammers one into right field. Base hit. McIntyre is going to try to go to third. And here comes the throw, and everybody's going to be safe as Perns moves up to second base. That just shows you what that speed will do for you on the base pass. Absolutely. Most guys, there's no chance you're going to go to third base on a ball hit to right that the right fielder basically fielded on one hop. Yeah, one hop. Yeah, great swing. Got a fastball elevated that he just hit, hit it where it was pitched over the second baseman. Hit it hard, like you said, one hop to right. But McIntyre made it easy to third. Yeah, not even close. Vanderbreak made a good throw. but uh, And uh, Perns did a great job moving up yep. on the elevated throw. Saw the ball could not be cut off, and so he was on his horse. And now Gonzaga with Anderson. They're going to they're put Brennan on here. Interesting. Smart move. He's seeing the ball real well right now. But and I'll tell you, after that first throw by Bees, if you're, I'm at third base, if, yeah. if I'm McIntyre, I'm awake because Bees kind of short-armed that. He threw it like my... My daughter would throw a baseball. There's another one. Wow. Wow. That is different. It really is like lobbing it, pushing it. He's yeah, pushing well, the ball in there. It's this. Yeah, yeah. it really is. <laughs> the crowd. He, he's taking it from the crowd Oh, here. they're giving it to him. <laughs> yeah, now you get the double play. and But, hey, now you're facing the hero from last night and Brian Sue. Well, that'll be it for Anderson as he goes down to first base. I love the pro game where they say intentional pass to first base. Yeah. I think that should be adopted by college baseball. I think the pro game just did that last year for yes, the first time. they did. They've been doing it in high school for many years. Yeah. We all grew up with it, but I, you're right. I love that. Well, now the pitching coach out. Nobody in the pen for Gonzaga. Cougars with runners 
the bases loaded on one man out. Sue's hit the ball well here today. First time up, he really hit it well. Should have had a base hit. Ball glanced off the pitcher's leg out to the shortstop. Sue, a good at bat his last one before striking out. Have a couple of hard foul balls. And that will be up to him. Go, Sue! You know, it's interesting. You're talking about the rule of just, hey, ball four, take your base. Um, Grand Canyon, I think it was TCU. TCU won a game last weekend on uh, they were trying to intentionally walk a guy with a runner on third to get a double play, and the guy threw it to the backstop, and they scored on a, a wild pitch. I think it was TCU. Yeah, they were. I know they played Grand Canyon sometime yeah, in the last yeah. couple of weeks. So maybe that's why Bees just well, throws it like that because he's, he knows. And that's fine, but to speed the game up, yeah, I know I that's why the pro game did it. I agree, which I'd like to. Sue steps in, first pitch. Brian hammers one, left center field, left fielder coming over. Dives, makes the catch, but a run will score. Good play out there by Johnston. But Sue with an RBI sacrifice fly, and the Cougars lead 3 to nothing. Yeah, really good play there. The ball just hung up a little too long. Johnson actually went back originally and came in hard and made a great play. If that ball drops, a couple of runs. Yeah, if that got past him, the bases would have emptied out in a hurry. But uh, Johnson, a good play. And now Schneeman up there with the runners at first and second. The Cougars have extended their lead now to three to nothing. Again, another two-out situation where find a way to, to add at least one more run here. Daniel one for one today with an RBI. They're playing him well over in the hole on the on the right side. And the first pitch to Schneeman is a curveball that drops in for a strike. Well, Sue didn't wait around. He saw the pitch he liked and almost snuck it in the alley out there. Good speed on the bases with uh, Perns and Anderson. And him base hit up the middle. That's going to score another run. Perns will score easily. And Anderson moves to third base. And Daniel Steeman, a big two-out base hit. Cougars lead four to nothing. Again, fantastic swing by Daniel Schneeman. He's really seeing the ball right now. Just sat on that breaking ball and hit it right back up the middle like you're supposed to. Great at bat. Kern scores. Anderson moves to third base, and Brock Hale now steps in. So Hale comes to the plate. He homered in the first, struck out in the fourth. And Daniel Sneeman, big two-out base hit to drive in a run. Hale steps in. B's first pitch. Hale fouls this one up off of himself for a dead ball. And the count now 0-1-1. Fastball at 92. That's that's the pitch uh, Brock would probably like to have over again. Big inning for the Cougars. They push two across on three base hits. All started off by the bottom of the order, the McIntyre infield single and the Perns single. And here is Bees' pitch, curveball, and a check swing over near the Gonzaga dugout, and uh, Brock Hale quickly behind in the count, 0-2. Brock Hale... uh, 
13 stri- or 14 strikeouts now on the year. After uh, striking out in the fourth. And here is Bees' pitch. That's up high for a ball. Yeah, he was, you could tell he was setting him up there to try to see if he could swing at a high fastball. He wants to go right back to that breaking ball now. Probably spike it like he did on his last strikeout. Runner third base, runner at first base, one and two the count. And the pitch to Hale. That's down low. Good take. Curveball just down a little bit low. Cougars now four runs on six base hits. As Brock Hill climbs back in. Here's the pitch to Hill. That way outside. Almost got away from the catcher. Would have been another run for BYU. And now the count goes full 3-2. Runner at first base will be moving on the pitch. That is Schneeman. Don't walk him. Don't walk him. Little ball in the gap here will score two with Schneeman's speed. And uh, he's going to go to now his... up to 86 pitches. Here's the 3-2. Ball hit hard. Third baseman. Yax got it. Throw to first. And it pulls the, the runner off. Here comes one run. They're going to try to score Sneeman all the way from first base. Here comes the throw, and he is going to be he's safe. The ball is dropped he's by saved. the catcher. Sneeman with a head-first slide knocked the ball out of the catcher's glove. Cougars lead 6 to nothing. Wow, big-time, big-time error by the third baseman right there, who's a really, really good third baseman. Pulled Vise off. He tried to stay on, but Sneeman wasn't stopping running there, and coach kept sending him, and... Great slide was able. I think his chest. Oh, he just dropped it. He dropped it when yeah, he, he dropped yeah, it. Tried to come over and make the tag quick. I thought Shimon maybe had knocked the ball out of his glove. Yeah, because he put the tag on him, but it looked like the ball was in his glove, but it wasn't. It was sitting outside, right there on home plate. Cougars with four in the inning, and Kringlin now steps in with a runner at uh, second base and Brock Hale. First error of the series by Gonzaga, and it was a big one. Ball got down the line past the first baseman, and Sneeman was on his horse. Kringlin checks his swing on a pitch, and that's over for a strike. Well, Cougars, uh, big fifth inning here as they have put four on the board. And here is the 0 1 pitch. It's outside. You know, Veith there tried to keep the foot on the bag. He probably would have been better off yeah. coming off the bag. He definitely would have saved it. the one run for yeah, sure. At least one. Yeah, I mean, the one, uh, the guy on third would have scored, yeah. but Sneeman doesn't score if he just comes off and catches that. You're right. One ball and one strike to Kringlin. Bees' pitch is high and tight for ball two. Ball by Hale was fielded. Fairly easily by Yak out there, but he just came up and, and made the wide throw. Yeah, a little freshman mistake. Here's the pitch. No, now uh, B steps off the mound. Yeah, Brock was going to steal that base. He had a huge, huge lead. Nobody holding him on. B's now up at 90 pitches here in the fifth inning. They don't have anybody in the pen, no, though. No one down there. Hey, when your horse is on the mound, it, it's a different ball game for managers. 2-1 pitch to Kringlin, a swing and a miss. 
Two balls and two strikes. Keaton coming into this at bat, uh, hitting a 3-0-4 on the year. He's 0 for 2 today. Was 1 for 4 last night. He'll good speed at second base if Kringle is able to get a base hit here. He's a long look at Hale at second. Now here's a 2-2 pitch. That's outside for ball three. He's really working that pitch count up here in this inning. Yeah, first base open here with the struggling Favero on deck. Bees is going to go to his best pitch here, and he's okay if he walks him in his mind. That's what he's thinking right now. Try to get a strikeout right here. Bees again working from the stretch. Looks back at Hale. And the 3-2 pitch. Ball's hammered down the third baseline. Just foul. Third base umpire made the quick call. It was really tough to tell. We'll have to look at the... Tough angle from where we're at. That's the close. review. Greg Charles was the uh, home plate umpire last night. He's uh, having a little chat with uh, Mike Littlewood now. Mike, uh, Mike smiling. So is Charles. Yeah, looked Hard like tell, it was yeah. foul. Not by much. No, it wasn't. Look at Craiglin oh. <laughs> arguing with the umpire going down the line. Here's Beezes again, 3-2. Kringlin fouls it straight back. Kringlin not happy. You can see him kind of pretty frustrated up there. Thought he had extra bases. Well, he has a better view than we do. So yeah. it looked like here it just hooked right before the bat. Right. It definitely landed landed in foul territory. It, it, but Right. It, and it Initially it was in fair yeah, territory, it but it was going hard left. Here's Kringlin's 3-2. Check swing back into the catcher's glove on a foul tip, and Kringlin goes down for the second time. And that'll do it for the Cougars. They got four runs. They got those four runs on three hits. There was an error. One man left. We're through five complete 6 nothing Cougars over Gonzaga on your new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Back here as we go to the uh, top of the sixth inning, six to nothing, uh, BYU leading Gonzaga. Jake Veith will lead it off. Veith, Schubert, and Pinarini. Veith has singled and struck out in the ball game, and uh, Hayden Rogers back on here on the mound for the Cougars in the sixth inning. And the first pitch hit out to uh, Braden, Brennan Anderson. He's got it at second base. He'll throw him out, one man out. That's the fourth time Veith has grounded out to Anderson in, short in right this field. series. <laughs> 1,587 in the ballpark tonight in Provo. A couple of scores, uh, Pepperdine leading Loyola Marymount one to nothing that game in the second. St. Mary's leading Santa Clara one to nothing. San Francisco and Portland uh, scoreless in the second. And uh, Pacific leading San Diego 2 to nothing in the second. And score here six to nothing as uh, BYU leads Gonzaga as Schubert steps in and the first pitch is off the plate for ball one. Schubert, a 372 hitter, does not have a home run this year, but does have 11 RBIs. Pitch is outside for ball two. Cougars have got some activity up in the bullpen. Looks yeah. like it's uh, Alex Barone starting to throw. That does the right hander. 
Two balls, no strikes. That's up high, ball three. Yeah, Schubert's having a fantastic year. Like we talked about last night, he was their nine-hole hitter last year. So now in the four-hole. So really has improved. Rogers, 96 pitches now after the 3-0 count. Comes back way outside for ball four, not even close. So in four pitches, a walk. And that will bring to the plate Austin Pinarini. He is a struck out and walked in the game. Yeah, that's and something in the dugout that Coach Littlewood isn't happy about. Perone, six, six uh, 27, and uh, Parkinson. Six-run so, six run lead. Yeah. You don't want to give them free bags. They can earn their way back. Yeah. So a righty and a lefty beginning to throw. And Hayden Rogers now, uh, Mike Littlewood out of the dugouts, uh, walking slowly. And I don't think this is to make a pitching change. I think this is to give his uh, relievers a little bit more time to warm up. And maybe let Rogers, uh, you know, go one more hitter, maybe one, one more hitter at a time. It looks like Jake Sudreth is now down there getting loose. That is Sudreth. So he's taking Perone's spot. You know, it's interesting. Uh, uh, Parkinson threw about three innings down there last night. Okay, he, he was warming up for yeah. about an hour and a half. Hopefully he's got something left in the tank. Coach Littlewood returns to the dugout. Runner at first base, one man out. And uh, Pinarini will come to the plate. Pinarini was two for four last night. Both those hits were doubles. Cougars a, a six-run lead here against uh, Gonzaga in the top of the sixth inning. And the first pitch down low, ball one. Okay, yeah, I think you're starting to see Rodgers get a little tired. I mean, that was a fastball at 81 when he's been 85-87. Here's the 1-0 pitch. That's down low, ball two. So Parkinson and Sudruth throwing for BYU. And here's the 2-0 pitch. That's up high, ball three. So he got Veith on the ground out on the first pitch of the inning. You see Hayden out there kind of talking to himself, trying to figure out what, what happened here. 3-0 3-0 and the count. And the pitch, that's over for a strike. Pinarini taking all the way on that 3-0 count. Yeah, you just really have to make a murder right here. Throw it down the middle, see what they can do. Rogers out of the stretch now steps off the mound. To uh, reset himself, Cougars won last night six to four, and they lead uh, the Bulldogs here by a score of six to nothing. And here's the three-one pitch. That's a mm. little bit low ball four. 
And that will bring to the plate uh, Vandebreek. As Coach Littlewood down there on the top step of the dugout. Looks like we're going to have a pinch hitter for Vandebreek, number 38 for Gonzaga. That is uh, Daniel Fredrickson. He was the starting right fielder. And now we are going to get a pitching change. So we'll take a two-minute break. Be back with more Cougar Baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Zags will send Daniel Fredrickson up. And Fredrickson will uh, face uh, the Cougar lefty as we uh, one man out. Runners at first and second base. And uh, Fredrickson will... Step in. He played right field last uh, game for the Zags, and the first pitch is outside for a ball. Yeah, Rhett's last two outings, he's done a fantastic job coming in and getting his job done. Cougs really need him right here. So Parkinson, the senior out of Wellsville, Utah. Went to Salt Lake Community, and now it's pitched for the Cougars the last two years, and that pitch is outside for ball two. Fredrickson in last night's ball game went uh, one for four. Got good speed. He might be tough to double up. There's the 2-0 pitch. That's inside ball three. So two walks in the inning already by this Cougar staff. And now 3-0 the count with uh, Nick Nyquist on deck. One man out here in the top of the sixth inning. And here's the pitch. That's over for a strike. Parkinson, six foot, 195 pounder. Had him on with us uh, on the radio a couple nights ago. Great young man. One of the real vocal leaders on this team. That pitch is down low, so another walk. Cougars will walk the bases loaded here after taking a 6 to nothing lead. And Nick Nyquist will step in. Well, this thing just got a little interesting, didn't it, now? Walk him right back into it. Nyquist has grounded out and struck out in the ballgame. Need to make a big pitch right here. Cougar is more than willing to give up the run for the out here as they're back in the infield. As Nyquist, the junior out of Coeur d'Alene, steps in. First pitch. Inside corner fastball for a strike at 87. No balls and one strike. Troy Johnston, the left fielder, is in the on-deck circle. And here is Nyquist, uh, the pitch. A curveball just missed inside, one and one. Looks like they have the, the big guy from last night in the on-deck circle. Yes, they do. Looks like they might be pinch hit. And a hit for Johnson. That's uh, 32, uh, Nick Brooks, first baseman catcher. Here's the one-one. Ball fouled out of play. A ball and two strikes. Got him right where you want him. Now you just got to make your pitch. Pressure's on him. He's down six. It's impossible to hit a six-run home run. So 
pressure's on him. Make him earn it. One and two. <laughs> Parkinson from the stretch. Here's the pitch. Curveball, strike three call. Great pitch, completely fooled Nyquist. He goes down on strikes. And that's going to bring uh, Nick Brooks to the plate. Brooks, uh, 6'2", 220 out of Auburn, Washington. He will step in. Last night was 0 for 1. We talked about it last night, though. He has three hits on the year. All three of them are doubles. And the swings he took last night were he's trying to leave the yard. Big kid. He is a big kid. So he steps in against uh, Red Parkinson. And Troy John- or, uh, Brooks steps in, and I thought he might go to the right-hander. Yeah. I thought he might uh, go to Sudruth here in this situation, and Coach uh, Littlewood has done that. We'll take a two-minute break. Be back with a new pitcher for the Cougars on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Jake Sudruth on the hill for the Cougars. He will face Nick Brooks. Bases loaded here for Gonzaga in the top of the 16. Looks like we've lost half the scoreboard yeah, again. Yeah, we have. That's been an issue here for the last couple of weeks. Where's all those BYU electricians when you need yeah, it? No kidding. Well, maybe that's telling us we need a new scoreboard. I know that's ah, number one on your it. list. Let's do it. Oh, I want one in the worst way. Bases loaded. Brooks steps in. Cougars lead 6 to nothing, And Jake Sudrath in in relief for BYU. Big time part of the game right here. Sudrath 2-1 and one on the year with three saves. And Brooks, a big kid, stepping in, right-handed hitter. And the first pitch from Sudrath is a slider, drops in for a strike. You can see Brooks yeah. kind of backing off, yeah. back on his heels on that pitch. That is a great pitch. It's a fantastic slider. Then he has a 88, 90-mile-an-hour fastball that moves both directions. And, and the slider looks like a fastball coming out of the hand it does. of Sudrath. And here is the 0-1. Ball hit pretty well. That ball is going to... Drop in front of the left fielder. Two runs are going to score for Gonzaga. Single by Brooks, and the score is now 6-2. to two. Yeah, and both those runs will go to Rogers. The runners at the corners is Brooks with a single and two RBIs. Yeah, hanging and slider there. Good swing to it. Brashears will step in. That's what we talked about, where you just need to minimize here. All right, you let two score. Got to find a way to, to keep it at that. Perone and uh, Bo Burrup now throwing. Another lefty-righty combination. As Brashear steps in against Sudrath. First pitch gets away from the catcher. Yeah, it was a called strike. So Clawson. Just a misplay by yeah, Clawson. Just popped out of his glove just down the first baseline. Fortunately for BYU, no, no, nobody able to move up. Lawson working on that glove. Brashear's 0 for 2. He's grounded out both times in the ballgame. And the pitcher's a bunt out to Sudrath. Picks it up, throws the first in time, in time. for the uh, great play by Sudrath. Brashear's tried to bunt. And uh, Sudrath able to make the play for the out. And Gonzaga with two runs. They got those two runs on just one base hit. No errors, two runners left. We are through five and a half. Six, six to two now, BYU leading Gonzaga on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
Nate Favero steps in for the Cougars. And the first pitch to Favero over the outside corner for a strike. Daniel Bees on the hill for Gonzaga. Next pitch is outside. We'll take a 10-second station identification. Favero fouls that pitch off. Nate 0 for 1 today. Walked in the uh, second inning. Struck out in the fourth. Taylor Davis, number 39, a right-hander down throwing for the Zags as we play the bottom of the sixth. Rivero takes a pitch down low. Scoreboard's showing 3-1, and one, but I'm pretty sure it's 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, I think it is 2-2. Two and two. That's correct. Scoreboard back up anyway. 2-2 two, two pitch, Favero fouls that pitch off. And that's the 100th pitch by Daniel Bees in the ballgame. Yeah, Nate's not taking great swings today off Bees. Kind of flailing and pulling off everything. Two balls, two strikes. That pitch is outside for ball three. And he still slows down a ton on that breaking ball, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Very easy to pick that up. Three and two. Pitch to Favero, fouled off again. Well, and as you can tell, he's getting tired being over 100 pitches now. That was 88 when he was 94 earlier. This is the time that you can really make him pay. Cougars two in the first, four in the fifth. Gonzaga came back with two in the sixth. And Favero, hard shot at uh, Schubert out there, unable to make the play. Boy, a one-hopper, tough play. I think you've got to go air. Ball was hit right at him. He had a chance to kind of set himself, but just yeah. couldn't get his glove up high enough. Ball's hit hard. That's a tough, tough play, that's though. a tough play. Kind of skipped on him. Hit right at you. Nothing you can really do. <laughs> what do you think, base hit or error? Uh, I, I like it's a home. I like it for a hit. Well, we'll see what they come up with. And I think we will probably go hit. Rivera was shot, and that brings up uh, Clausen. First pitch to David is outside, ball one. You know, coming off that turf, too, a little skipper. Yeah, it's a tough play. And uh, Schubert, uh, I know, struggled a little bit last year against us defensively, but uh, he's played well here in this series. There's a ball hit foul down the first baseline. Cougars would really like to answer and get those two runs back that they just really kind of gave to Gonzaga on three walks in the inning. Yeah. Be big time if they can come back and score a run or two right here to answer that. One ball and one strike to Clausen, who is 0 for 2, lined out in the second and grounded out in the fifth inning. 1 1 pitch, Clausen up the middle. That's going to get through for a base hit. Favero around th- second base. He's going to third. Here comes the throw, and he is safe as the ball bangs into the dugout for the Cougars. Third baseman Yak is unable to make the play on that bouncer from the Branson Truby, the uh, center fielder, so a base hit. And the runner advances to second base. No error on the play. Yeah, it wasn't hit extremely hard, but just found a hole right up the middle. The shortstop dove, and Nate coming first to third. A ball might have beat him. It was close, but it's a tough play. That's another skip one from the outfielder. I like the aggressiveness going first and third, though. First to third. Cougars second and third, and now Gonzaga forced to bring the infield in. 
with McIntyre coming to the plate. McIntyre has uh, grounded into a double play in the second, single in the fifth, and scored. And Daniel Bees now, he's up to 106 pitches, but they do have a, a right-hander out in the pen. And the first pitch to McIntyre's up high, ball one. Did they give an error on that play? They shouldn't have. Well, they gave an error on the, the leadoff to Favero originally. That's why there's the three oh, errors still up, up there. there. So they haven't changed that. You need to talk to the, the scorers about switching that one. See if you kind of have some pull. We'll work on that. Want to know the count? You know, I, I was initially a thinking error until I saw the replay. McIntyre takes that pitch up. High ball two. And that ball just ate him up, and he did nothing, but he stood his ground and, and tried to make yeah. a great play. He did everything he could to stay in front of it, and no chance. This is a big at-bat time right here for McIntyre, the young freshman. So the Zags with uh, the infield in. 2-0 pitch to McIntyre, and that's on the outside corner for a strike. It's interesting, that, you know, B's normally their, their number one starter, but... These coaches, I talked to Coach Lillard about it. He thinks it's a little crazy, you know, trying to keep the guy on the same day Friday. Yeah. Six days rest instead of five. I'm not sure it makes much difference. I agree. Well, but in the they, past. They held him back to tonight. Well, in the past, their, their guy's thrown Thursday against us, who's their normal Friday guy, has shut us down and been lights out. So that would make a difference then. But uh, maybe he's a kid who needs a little bit more rest. Two balls, two strikes to count. To McIntyre, and McIntyre fouls this pitch off. This is where you just have to put a ball in play. He's looking for a strikeout in the worst way. Put a ball in play with the infield in usually means you're going to find a hole. Good speed at third base in Favero. As McIntyre steps back in. Here's the 2-2. McIntyre takes that one down, ball three. It's a great take right that there. It was. That's Tough a, pitch to take. Yeah. That's the, the the slider he throws. It's about 81 compared to his curveball at 72. So it's a tough one to take. Full count. With Cougars in scoring position. And McIntyre steps back in. Here's the pitch. McIntyre fouls another one off. That good at bat. You can tell he's locked in. Just missed that pitch. Had a pitch to hit right there. Mitch McIntyre, Stansbury High School, out in the Tooele Valley. First base is playing way off the line. Hook a breaking ball down the first baseline. He could run for days. 3-2. McIntyre takes ball four. So bases are loaded for the Cougars. And Jarrett Perns coming to the plate. He is uh, one for two today. He singled his last time up. Right now, no movement out of that uh, dugout yet to go out and get their uh, bees. Interesting, he's now up to 114 pitches. It's interesting. When, when you have your horse on the hill, head coaches just, they treat those guys different. They, they give them a longer leash than anyone else, which understandably so. Those guys have earned the right. Here's the pitch to Perns, and that's outside for a ball. Started uh, Jared out with a curveball. And Jared has been so clutch in RBI situations this year. I fully expect him to come through with a big knock right here. 
He's got 10 RBIs and really limited at bats, yeah. only 41 at bats. And here is B's pitch. Jarrett fouls one off the right side. Hearns uh, hitting 390 on the year. 41 at bats, now 17 hits, 10 RBIs. Slugging percentage of 659, which far and away leads this Cougar team. And here's the 1-1. Burns fouls another one off. The Zags have put the infield back now, looking at the potential double play, willing to give up the run if ground ball hit up the middle. One ball, two strikes to Perns with uh, Brennan Anderson on deck. That's outside. Two and two the count. Seen some really good takes on those sliders. You know, Perns has become so much more confident at oh, the plate. Oh, Getting some at-bats under his belt. Absolutely. He, be- he believes he belongs now, you know. Two balls, two strikes. Oh, swung at a pitch out of the zone. Big strike out there by Daniel Bees. One man out, and Anderson coming up. Yeah, Jarrett right there just went after a pitch. He should have let go. Yeah, definitely. Pitching coach coming out now, it looks like. Well, Anderson coming to the plate. 119 pitches by Bees. He's a big kid. 6'8", 245. One of the top pitchers in the the West Coast Conference. And several scouts here watching him uh, throw tonight. As Anderson, who doubled uh, on the first pitch of the ball game for the Cougars and came around to score the first run, will be the hitter. Now the Zags will definitely uh, stay back in the infield looking for the potential double playground ball. Anderson, good wheels, tough man to double up. Well, one reason why he does get doubled up a few times this year is because he hits it too hard. (laughs) Brennan Anderson. One home run on the year, 10 RBIs. He's doubled, struck out, and walked, scored twice for BYU. That's where your senior leader needs to step up right here. And here's the pitch from Bees, and that's on the inside corner for call strike one. Brennan thought that pitch was a little bit in on him. Yeah, he struck out on that pitch earlier. It's a borderline inside breaking ball. Here's the 0-1. That pitch is inside. One ball, one strike, one out. Cougars leading 6-2, looking to add to their lead with bases loaded here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Brennan stepping in, hitting at 293 on the year. And here's B's pitch. Anderson swings and misses. 91 on the fastball there by Daniel Bees. Yeah, another ball that they're swinging at on the elevated fastball, just trying to do too much. Ryan Sue on deck. So a ball and two strikes to Anderson. 
Good crowd in the ballpark tonight, around 1,600. And Anderson swings and misses, goes down on strikes. Two big strikeouts by Bees. And that's going to bring Sue to the plate. Yeah, frustrating too because those are balls that are swung at. Well, Daniel Bees really doing a good job here. Got to be a little bit on fumes out there. Now 123 pitches. Yeah, he's pitching on pure guts. And Sue, normally very tough with guys in scoring position, steps in. First pitch to Brian is outside ball one. And really need Brian to, to pick up his teammates right here and find a way to get a hit and score a couple. There's been two hits and a walk in the inning. And then the two strikeouts of uh, Perns and Anderson. And Sue steps back in. Here's the pitch. Good curveball drops in for a strike, one and one. Both these teams, 11 and 9, coming into the ballgame. Gonzaga, two wins, two losses in the conference. The Cougars are 1 and 3. And here's the 1 1 pitch. Ball's fouled down over into the Cougar dugout area. That was a bet, man. I bet he's going to go high fastball here to try to get him to chase. Eight strikeouts now by Bees. Through uh, five and two-thirds. As Brian Sue set at the plate. Here's the pitch. Sue foul tips it back into the catcher's glove, and B strikes out the side with bases loaded. Here in the bottom of the sixth inning. 6-2, Cougars leading the Zags on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. What's up, Cougar Nation? This is uh, Keaton Kringlin, outfielder on the BYU baseball team. And you are listening to the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Go Cougars. Cougars with a great chance there in the bottom of the six. That base is loaded, nobody down. And they were unable to put anybody across. As uh, Daniel B. struck out the side with the bases loaded. And now the top of the order, Ernie Yake will step in. He is one for three today, and he will go against uh, Jake Sudruth who came in and gave up the single, two-run single, and then got the uh, out of first base on the attempted bunt. And the first pitch from Sudruth is over for call strike one. As we are in the seventh inning here, Cougars uh, with a four-run lead. Ernie Yake. Steps back in, and that pitches up just a little bit. One and one the count. It'll be followed by Truby and then Veith. The Zags got both of their runs in the top of the sixth as the Cougars loaded the bases on three walks. Got two men out, and then the two-out single by the pinch hitter. That ball's fouled off. So the momentum really could have switched back to the Cougar side if they'd been able to push a runner or two across there. Tuck it, and uh, just unfortunately, really, the guys you, you got at the plate are maybe the guys you want yeah, up there. Yeah, that's exactly who you want up, and hey, he pitched out of it, did a great job. One ball, two strikes. As Sudruth now timeout called. Sudruth uh, 
Ring number 43 for the Cougars, 6'4", 200-pounder out of uh, Queen Creek, Arizona. Mesa Community College. He pitched one year there. He's uh, now pitching for the Cougars as a sophomore. And here's the one-two pitch. Boy, wow. not sure where that was. No idea. Two balls and two strikes. Yeah, that was a strike. Yeah, it definitely was. Missed that pitch. Two and two. Yake swings. Ball gets away from Clawson, and Yake will move up to first base. Man, how many times have we seen that this year? Curveball that got away from David Clawson. just have to block that. You can't try to catch it. So a runner at first base on the strikeout, and Branson Truby will be the hitter. Truby two for three on the day, both uh, singles. Yake at uh, first base. And uh, Truby stepping in. He's a right-handed hitter. And here's the pitch from Sudruth, and that's over for a strike. Truby grounded into a double play in the first. Singled in the third, singled in the fifth. He was caught stealing in the fifth inning. Trying to move up a bag. And here is the 0-1 pitch. Ball fouled back. I think that got a piece of Clawson. Also got a piece of the umpire. Yeah, it did. Hit Clawson's mask and hit the umpire in the chest. Got him, ooh, ooh. Man, got him in the rib. Yeah, that's tough. I don't know if there's protection there. <laughs> Billy Hayes came right off of uh, Clawson's mask and Got him, I think, behind the chest protector right in the rip. You yeah. don't see that happen too often. That's a tough ricochet right there. The last place in the world, Billy Hayes thought he was going to get hit with a baseball. 0-2 the count. And the pitch. Swinging strike three. Came back with that slider. Yeah. Fooled Truby. Swung and missed. Actually lucked out on that one. Clawson was setting up a way away and actually came back towards the middle of the plate and just fooled him. Truby saw him setting up yeah. on the outside corner and busted him inside mm-hmm. with that curveball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Completely yeah. fooled yeah, Truby. One man out. Or, uh, yeah, one man out. And Jake Feith now the hitter. Sudruth, uh, the right-hander on the hill, and the first pitch is up high, ball one. Feith single in the first, struck out in the third, grounded out in the sixth inning. We are in the top of the seventh. Cougars leading 6-2 to two over Gonzaga. Pitches off the plate. Two balls. For those of you just tuning in, Cougars won uh, last night's game by a score of 6-4. Brent Norton, Tuckett Slade, bringing you all the action here on uh, BYU Radio. Also uh, ESPN 960 and 94.5 FM also. And across all of the BYU apps, also uh, Sirius Radio 143 worldwide. Pitch is over for a strike, two and two. So lots of places to find us, and uh, we'll be back on the air with uh, 
remainder of these BYU games this year. Two balls, two strikes. And here is Sudra's pitch. That ball hit. That hit Veith. Came way inside and hit Veith. He was hit by a pitch last night. That's the thing with Jake that scares you. He's got such electric movement and stuff. He can't control it. That got him on the, I think on the right foot or the right ankle. So runners at first and second base, and Gunnar Schubert now the hitter. Boy, the Cougars really struggling here. Really are. Walked three last inning to let the Gonzaga score two, and here a strikeout pass ball. And a uh, hit batter, and Gonzaga with runners at first and second base, one man out in the seventh. And the first pitch to Schubert's inside, ball one. Sudras uh, 1-0 pitch to uh, Gunner. And that's up a little bit high ball, too. Cougars uh, have a right-hander down in the pen. It's got to be Perrone. He's been up. And they got Bo Burp going, too. Now Mike Littlewood out of the dugout, slowly walking to the mound. As uh, Perrone, I think, is ready. Littlewood has gathered his entire infield in. and Boy, it's just so tough when you're in complete control of a game. Yeah, absolutely. And then just walks, mental errors, you know, uh, it's just tough. Aiden Rodgers did a, such a great job uh, keeping BYU in this ballgame and really shutting this uh, team down. Yeah, you strike him out on a pass ball, it gets to the backstop, he gets on, then you hit the next guy, and now all of a sudden... You're 2-0 on this batter, so a lot of work to be done right here. Jake really needs to bear down and make a good pitch. Schubert has singled, been on by way of an error, and walked in the ball game. And here is Sudras' uh, 2-0 pitch. Ball fouled out of play up into the screen. Thought he might be taken there, but he was yeah. he was swinging away. Usually when you take a mound bit that the coach is saying, throw a strike. So as a hitter, you're like, I'm gearing up for a fastball right here. Two and one the count. Here's the pitch to Schubert. Fly ball, right field. Easy play for Brock Hale. Runner at third base is going to tag, and he'll make it to third. So runners at the corners, two men out. That great job getting back in that count and getting the out. And Pinarini will step in. Austin Pinarini. This is where Dave needs to be reminded that you have to be a wall here. I don't care if it's the funky pitch that Sedra throws. You've got to block everything and can't let a freebie by. Pinarini struck out in the first, walked in the fourth, walked in the sixth. He's batting from the left side. And Sudrath. From the stretch, first pitch over for a call strike inside corner fastball at 87. You know, it, it almost looks like his slider, it, it's hard to tell the difference. It really is. It really is. 
He's got movement on every pitch he throws. No balls in a strike. Pitch to Pinarini is over for a call. Strike two. Sudworth, a bulldog out there. You know, he had 17 saves last year at Mesa Community, so he's yeah, used to he's this used pressure. To he is, yeah. Used to guys on base. Looks like the mound is it by Coach Littlewoods that really locked him back in. No balls, two strikes. He can finish the job. And here is Sudworth's pitch. That's way outside for a ball. That was a waste pitch that was maybe a little too far out. Out of the hand, I'm like, oh, no, that's going to the backstop. <laughs> About three foot off the plate. Great job for by Dave getting Lawson over there. to get out there and make the make the play. It's a good thing your your neighbor has good feet. <laughs> That's right. Ball and two strikes. And here's the pitch to Pinarini. Ball hit pretty well, but right at Brock Hill, he is there. He'll make the catch for the out. And Sudworth comes in and does the job. Big out. No Big runs, out. no hits, no errors. Two runners left. We are through six and a half. Six two Cougars over the Zags on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Go to the bottom of the seventh inning. New pitcher for Gonzaga, number 39, Taylor Davis, into the ball game. Taylor Davis, uh, one win, two losses. This is his ninth appearance. 5.74 earned run average, a 15 innings pitch, has given up 26 hits. Opponents are hitting 377 off of Taylor Davis. He's brought in and he will face the three, four, and five hitters. For BYU, Daniel Sneeman steps in, first pitch on the outside corner for call strike one. Man, I was sure impressed with Bees the way he finished the game last inning, finding a way to get out of that. Davis, a J.C. transfer out of uh, Lower Columbia College, pitching his first year for I have no idea the Zags. A ball and a strike to Schneeman. Schneeman swings and misses. One and two. Daniel Schneeman with two hits in the ball game. He's two for two officially. That pitch Ooh. down low, hit about four feet in front of home plate, and blocked by Pinarini. Cougar's uh, bullpen is down now. I'm sure you're going to see Sudworth. In fact, if Sudworth can finish the game, I think that's perfect. What, that would be just right. Perfect. Pitches down low, ball three. I don't think Zimmerman's going to be available tonight after last night. He usually doesn't bounce back very well. Yeah, Zimmerman threw 21 pitches last night. 3-2, outside ball four, so a leadoff walk to Schneeman. We'll bring uh, Brock Hale to the plate. Brock, the uh, solo home run in the first inning off of Daniel Bees. He went, uh, Bees went uh, six innings, gave up six runs on eight hits, had nine strikeouts, but he is the pitcher of record. For the Zags, as is uh, the Cougars' uh, Hayden Rogers. Cougars can hang on. Hayden would pick up the victory. The slow curveball drops in for a strike to Brock Hale. Yeah, Sudrits on the mound definitely loves to make it interesting last inning, didn't he? Seems like he likes to get in those little jams, yes, he and, then does. He, and then he uh, works hard. 
Here's the 0-1 to Hale. And, and like you said, it was kind of interesting after Coach Littlewood's visit made a world of difference, yeah, kind of settling down. He started throwing strikes. Yeah, he threw six straight strikes after that. So great job, Coach. Oh, and to the count to Brock Hale. And here's the pitch down low. Gets away. Schneeman moves up to second base. Ball went right under the legs of the catcher, Pinarini. That's the first time we've seen that happen to him in the series. Now he's going to go out and have a little chat with uh, Taylor Davis. This is the old, you haven't been in the game. Here's the signals on with the guy on second. Yep. And please don't throw that pitch again. And good luck. Left-hander beginning to throw for Gonzaga. Looks like number 18. That is Calvin LeBrun, who was uh, up yesterday. He threw about three innings in the pen yesterday. He was up a lot. So a ball and two strikes with a runner now in scoring position. And the pitch, and that ball is hammered foul down near the Cougar bullpen. So Hale with a 1-2 count. He's got one hit in the series. He's now one for seven. Well, that was a long hit, about a 430-foot home run over the center field wall. And here's Davis's pitch high and tight, 2-2. Two and two. Tomorrow's supposed to be a great day. Come out to the to Larry Miller Park and cheer on the Cougars. Should be a great day for baseball. Good crowd here in the ballpark tonight. Beautiful place to watch a college baseball game, that's for sure. Rated number two in the country as far as the scenic nature of the ballpark. And now with the new improvements, I think, uh, who knows, that ball hit in the hole, third baseman. Yak's got it. He'll throw him out. Good play there by the third baseman for out number one. And that will bring uh, Kringland to the plate. Schneeman unable to advance on the ball hit to his right. Kringland has struck out twice and grounded out in the game. Keaton, not normally much of a strikeout guy. Yeah, he was. He had a great weekend last weekend, a good game against Utah. Got 11 strike. Well, no, now 13 strikeouts yeah. on the year. Always a great eye. He's got 10 walks on the year, and Kringland pops it up. First baseman, Veith, going down in foul territory. And he will make the catch. And Schneeman's going to try to advance the third base. And he is out at third. Wow, didn't mean to do that. No, that was not a good base running move right there by Daniel Schneeman. As Kringland pops up. And Schneeman doubled off at third base. We're through seven. 6-2 Cougars leading Gonzaga on your new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. As good as the Cougars looked through the first five innings, boy, the last couple innings they have not looked good at all. As they have, uh, you know, kind of run themselves out of innings. They just haven't come up with a big clutch hit. Bases loaded, nobody out. Couldn't drive anybody in. Last inning, uh, got uh, second base with uh, nobody out. Couldn't drive him in. 
And that pitch is inside. Hits off Clausen's foot for ball one. Want to know the count to Daniel Fredrickson. Fredrickson, the left-hander, steps back in. And the pitch from Sudruth is over for a call strike. Got a couple of scores uh, from around the West Coast Conference. Uh, We'll bring those to you. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Up a little bit high. Sacramento State beat Utah tonight 2-1. That game was, I think, played up in Salt Lake. It was, yeah. First home game. They dropped, uh, I think, 2-18 now on the year. Pepperdine leading LMU 3-0. That game in the bottom of the fifth. That's at LMU. There's a ball hit out to Brian Sue. He's got it. He'll shovel the ball to Sudworth at the bag for the out. Other scores, San Francisco leading Portland 2-0 in the top of the sixth. The See Pacific leading San Diego two to nothing. That game also in the sixth, and uh, St. Mary's now leading Santa Clara three two at Santa Clara in the top of the fifth. So, lots of activity in the West Coast Conference. We've got a pinch hitter, Patrick Chung, is going to come on and hit for Nick Nyquist. He's a left-hander. So Chung into the ball game, and the first pitch from Sudruth is over for a call strike one. We were talking about the, the relief situation here and thinking that they would probably like to see Sudrath finish this game off. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be big for uh, the rotation going into tomorrow. Keep the rest of the pen uh, rested. Here's the 0-1 down low, 1-1. One and, one. and he's proven he can go multiple innings. Like yeah. Three or four innings against LMU last weekend. He's up to uh, 20 or 30 pitches now. As Chung steps back in. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Ball foul at the plate. Patrick Chung, a 5'7", 165-pound junior out of Everett, Washington. Foul ball got the umpire again. He just went up and tapped uh, Chung on the back and said, Hey, come on, man. Put the ball in play. <laughs> you know how I felt well, bad? Well, Oyama. Yeah. For LMU was a yeah. five foot two. Yeah, we saw him uh, last weekend here in Provo. Here's the one two from Jake Sudrath. Good pitch, big slider right in on the hands of Chung. Two men out here in the eighth. That's and a big strikeout right that'll there. Bring Nick Brooks to the plate. He had the first guy that uh, faced Sudrath, and he had a two run single, the only runs of the ball game. Yeah, hanging slider. He put a good swing to it. So Brooks steps in. Sedrith has retired the first two hitters here in the eighth. You know, uh, Sedrith very animated on the mound. Um, That pitch comes in and hits Brooks up on the shoulder. So a two-out hit batter. And that will bring uh, Brashears to the plate. He has grounded out three times in the ball game. Yeah, you look at that. You just look at him on the screen right now. He's just got that look. 
You know, he cut his hair real short. He's yeah. got that menacing look. It does. But uh, as I mentioned, just very animated on the mound. Big kid. And the first pitch is outside. Ball one. Cougars, uh, that might be a position player out there just warming up. Can't tell for sure. Burrup still just kind of throwing a little bit. Not sure who the other one is. He's got a jacket on. The 1-0 pitch. That's up high. Ball two. This is a big at bat right here because you got your leadoff coming back up who got on last time, and you just don't want to get those good hitters back up with runners in scoring position. Two balls and no strikes. Here's the pitch to Brashears, and that is over for a strike, two and one. As I mentioned, the qualifier out of junior college, so able to transfer after one year. And he's a real asset in this uh, Cougar uh, bullpen. You're saying it's Zimmerman that's down there Hmm. soft tossing. Swing and a miss. Boy, that pitch was inside. It's that slider coming down over the middle of the plate, and by the time it gets to you, it's almost hitting your back foot. It really is. I just watched it on the monitor. I watched (laughs) that whole pitch, and it started at the middle of the plate. And then Clausen caught it in the other in the batter's box. Moved about a foot and a half. Two and two, the count. Boy, and you you know, as as a batter, you're up there thinking, okay, he could either hit me or he's going to strike me out here because you you know, yeah. with that much movement, like you said, it's just tough for him to know exactly where that baseball's going. Here's the two-two pitch to Brashears. Strike three Great called shot. on the outside corner. Great pitch by. Sudreth and Gonzaga retired here in the eighth. 6-2, Cougars leading over the Zags on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. New pitcher for Gonzaga, number 18, Calvin LeBrun, a left-hander, 5'10", 165-pound senior out of Phoenix. Uh, LeBrun had a brother who was a pitcher. Uh, the pitch for the Zags, outstanding pitcher. When he faced us at their place last year, he was fantastic. Great change. Yes, soft lefty that commands that change up like no other. Got a little pinch hitter here. And we've got a new catcher. Can't quite tell that numbers. Oh, yeah, 33. Uh, Is it? Yeah, Slade Hagen. That's a great name. Out of Missoula, Montana. Transfer from Oregon. I really like his uh, first name. Yeah, you like that? Mm -hmm. Call him Slade Tuckett or something. (laughs) Hagen, H-E-G-G-E-N, behind the plate. And Casey Jacobson is pinch hitting for Favaro. So Jacobson into the ball game, and he lines the first one foul down the third baseline. Of course, uh, Casey came in last night and made a fantastic defensive play at third base to rob a base hit with the Cougars uh, clinging to a two-run lead. So nice to see Casey getting at bat here. Here's the 0-1 from LeBrun. And that is down low for a ball. Northern Colorado leading UVU 7-4. The Cougars will play UVU at Norm on Tuesday. UVU's had a good year. They went in and took two out of three from UC Irvine last week. 1-1 pitch. Down low for ball two. They also went into Starkville and beat Mississippi State one time. Had them beat in the eighth inning in game two and... Bullpen blew that one, but they're a much better team than they were last year. Here's the 2-1. Ball hit foul again. Cougars and UVU just playing twice this year. 
So after Tuesday, that'll be the last two time those two teams meet. Yeah, we decided to play Utah one more time. Picked that basically for RPI games, right? And, and it's kind of gone backwards. Here's, here's Utah 2-18 and 18 this yeah, year. So with that's, a 280 yeah. RPI. 2-2 two, two pitch to Casey Jacobson, and that's down low for a ball. Jacobson out of Flower Mound, Texas, a junior and good ball player, but just hasn't really been able to crack into that starting lineup with all the good players yeah. the Cougars have had in the infield. Fantastic defender, has some really good power, good hitter, had some big hits for us last year. Yes. Three and two. Popped up foul out of play. He's got a brother, McKay Jacobson, on the team. Yeah, Casey, every time he's got an opportunity, he's had some big games. He just he, he tends to just have a few of those bad games at the plate where someone else will come in, and, and basically that's happened with last year where Nate Favero took over and ran with it for the rest of the year, and he kind of was the bad luck of that. 3-2 pitch. Popped up. Shallow right field. Right fielder coming in, and he'll make the catch for the out. One man down, and uh, that will bring Clausen to the plate, the Cougar catcher. David, one for three, had the single back in the sixth inning. Cougars have left uh, five men on base in the ballgame. They scored two in the first, four in the fifth inning. Clausen, a big swing and a miss at a curveball for strike one. I like that aggressive hack by Clausen. Game three tomorrow, 1 o'clock, and then uh, Cougars hit the road in Orem on Tuesday night, 6, and then down to Pepperdine. Clausen swings again, kind of a check swing at a curveball, and he's now down in the count, 0-2. Cougars will come back the next weekend after Pepperdine, take on Utah and Salt Lake City on April 3rd before entertaining Santa Clara on the uh, 5th, 6th, and 7th of April. Clausen again swings and misses at a curveball down in the dirt, and he goes down on strikes. Two men out. And Mitch McIntyre will come up. No, they're going to hit for McIntyre. Kyle Dean's going to come on and hit for McIntyre. So Dean's going to get in the bat against the left-hander. And Dean will take over in left field. Coach Littlewood actually liked Dean's at-bats last night. Yeah. Uh, hit a couple of balls hard. Hit a sacrifice and uh, thought he was pretty uh, tuned in at the plate. So Kyle Dean will step in. Last night uh, was 0 for 1. And the first pitch, that is a uh, changeup that's down low, ball 1. Kyle's a guy that can change the game with one swing. He just hasn't really got going yet. Here's the pitch to Dean, and Hammers one foul down the first uh, third base side. Kyle Dean hitting 226 on the years. Had nine starts this year, 31 at-bats. Biggest issue is really in those 31 at-bats has 11 strikeouts. Yeah, that's the key. He's oh. been doing better of that of late. Yeah, we've seen him uh, have some big games for the Cougars, and I'm sure that's going to happen again. Pitches fouled straight back, one and two. He's just missing fastballs. That's what's hurting him. He's getting deep in counts because he's missing fastballs, and then he's striking out on a pitcher's pitch. 
One ball, two strikes, two men out in the bottom of the eighth inning, Cougars and Gonzaga. Dean watches that one up a little bit high. Who's ever running the scoreboard is unbelievably fast. I mean, that ball's barely caught, and it's a ball on the board or a strike automatically. That normally doesn't happen around no. here. 2-2 pitch. Dean fouls it off. I'll look up there thinking, oh, when's the ball going to go up there? But it already had. <laughs> Beat me to it. Left fielder uh, playing very deep for Kyle Dean. Jarrett Perns is on deck. And the pitch to Dean fouled off again. Hey, good at bat going right here. Fouling off the pitcher pitches and hoping to get one. Ball, or the oh. bat flew out of his hand up against the screen behind home plate. Well, it would have been the umpires like the catch to get that bat, but uh, you can see it just fly right out of his hand and went back up against the, the screen about 40, 50 feet in the air. Count remains 2-2. And here's the pitch to Dean. That's outside ball three. Kyle's always had an excellent eye at the plate. He really has. And he's one guy, I'll tell you, you get him, Favero, some of these guys swinging the bat just a little bit better. Kringlin, uh, you know, could be uh, doing what we thought we'd do the entire year without offensive performances. Dean, fly ball, center fielder coming in. That is Truby, and he's there for the catch, and the Cougars are retired here in the eighth in order. 6-2 BYU leading Gonzaga on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hey, BYU baseball fans, you are listening to BYU baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Brett Norton. Go Cougs. Drew Zimmerman on in relief here in the ninth inning for the Cougars. Uh, Zimmerman got the save last night. He will face the top of the order. And Ernie Yake will come up. He's uh, one for four today. Drew, the freshman out of uh, Lehigh High School, first pitch just a little bit low for ball one. Yeah, wins are hard to come by in this league, so you got a lead here. You got you go to your best guy available. He threw uh, an inning and two-thirds yesterday through uh, 21 pitches. Count uh, now one and one on the fastball strike. Cougars three outs away from taking the first two from Gonzaga here in Provo. Ernie Yake, uh, you look at him, he looks like he's about 15. Yeah. Really a good baseball player. Pitch just off the plate. I think uh, Clausen got crossed up there by the way he caught that pitch. Yeah, if he had caught that the right way, he might have got yeah. that call. That's why he ran out there to go talk to him. Two balls and a strike. And one thing I noticed about Drew Zimmerman when he came up to be on the post game is he has got a lot of strength in that right arm. I mean, I'm telling you, his grip, <laughs> handshake, yeah. about brought me to my knees. Here's the 2-1 pitch. That's up high, ball three. Zimmerman on the year. Uh, one win, one loss, two saves. This is his 11th appearance to lead the Cougars. And here's a 3 1. That's a wow. little bit low for ball four. 
And Yake with a leadoff walk here in the ninth. Cougars just can't seem to do anything yeah. really easy this year. No, it's just uneasy <laughs> feeling right now. That'll bring uh, Branson Truby to the plate. He is two for four. A couple of singles. He struck out his last time up there, and the first pitch is up high for ball one. It just looks like he's trying to overthrow right now. Yeah. Just needs to get back in the zone. Truby, the number two hitter in the lineup, steps back in. Here's the pitch, and that's over for a strike. One and one. Cougars lead this 6-2. Cougars stored two in the first, two in the or four in the fifth. And the 1-1 pitch to Truby's up high ball two. Cougars have several pitchers down in the pen. No one working right now. Yeah, nobody's getting loose. Two balls and a strike. And the pitch from Zimmerman. Fly ball. Back goes the center fielder. Perns just short of the track. Makes the catch for out number one. That was a great swing. Aggressive swing. That's in the day that might leave. Tooby hit it a long ways. One man out, Jake Veith steps in. Veith is one for three. He was hit by a pitch the last time at the plate. Veith wearing number 22 for the Zags. And the first pitch to Jake Veith, high and tight for a ball. Mac Lardner is going to get the start tomorrow. And Blake Inaway for the Cougars. Lardner, two wins, a loss, 2.59 earned run average. And Inaway, one win and two losses on the year. There's a good fastball on the outside corner. Yeah, Gonzaga came in with a great staff ERA. I think all three of them are below three. Last night's guy might have been a little bit higher. One ball and one strike. Pitch is a little bit low, two and one. Lardner, a uh, throws from the right side out of Templeton, California. We'll see him tomorrow. Two one pitch. Just a little bit low for ball three. Yeah, that's, that's close. Zim's frustrated. He wants that pitch, but he's been giving that down all day. Billy Hayes catching the wrath of the Cougar fans here. As Zimmerman, 3-1 pitch. That hits Veith. He's been hit twice. He was hit once yesterday. So a hit batter, and that's just a little uh, maybe inexperience there by Zimmerman. Did not like the prior call and just unleashed one about a foot inside that hit Veith. Got him right on the yeah. leg. Never fun to get hit on ball four. Well, things just got interesting. You got the tie and run on deck. Gunnar Schubert steps in. 
And the first pitch is a little bit low, ball one. Yeah, different kind of mentality, uh, kind of demeanor that Zimmerman's showing today. Yeah. All the confidence in the world last night, and t tonight just kind of doesn't seem like the same kid. Schubert's got one hit. He's one for three. Pitch is over for a strike, one and one. Gonzaga with runners at first and second base. One man out, top of the ninth. And Schubert steps back in. Here's the pitch. That's down low for ball two. Schubert uh, normally wears number six. He forgot his jersey. He's got the number 45 jersey on. Ball hit down to Casey Jacobson. He's got it. Steps on the back for one. Oh, and the no. throw gets away from the first baseman. Gonzaga will have runners at uh, first and second. Probably Casey should have held on to that ball. Yeah, I, I, I totally get why he tries to make that play. He wants to make the game-winning double play. Great job by him to snag that backhand. Pretty good hit ball. Tough play. Great play. Stepped on the bag and then tried to turn two. Might have, the he ball might have got had him if it Sue. got there. If it was a better throw, he might have had him. Yeah. Tough throw, though. But you're playing with outs right here, so good job getting the, getting the first one. So Jacobson's been brought in defensively, and he's been tested in both games. And Austin Pennerini will step in. He is the... Uh, catcher and I think he's now in the DH role as they brought uh, the guy that pinch hit for the DH in behind the plate first pitch outside ball one Zimmerman here is the 1-0 pitch Pinnerini takes that one over for a strike Pinnerini flew out to right field his last time up yeah, good job. I just noticed on that last pitch that that was a breaking ball that he threw, and Klaus was expecting a fastball, so good job talking. It's a little too amped up out there. Yeah, they got better be in the same page here. Yeah. I mean, the guy on deck is the one that matters, but you don't want to let this guy get on so that he can get up. One ball and one strike. Here's Zimmerman's pitch. Strike two called on the outside corner. 90 mile an hour fastball from Drew Zimmerman. Penarini steps back in. And here is Zimmerman's pitch. Line drive right at Schneeman. He's got it. Throw to first. Cougars win 6-2. As they've taken the first two from Gonzaga here in Provo. We'll be back with a postgame right after this on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. That's the last out. Great pitch on the outside corner. He gets him. Now let's hear from the players and coaches in your BYU baseball postgame show. Here's Brent Norton on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, back here with uh, Daniel Schneeman. Uh, Daniel, uh, the all-conference uh, shortstop. And, uh, Daniel, great game by you tonight. Had a couple of hits, two RBIs. You've now got 17 RBIs on the year to, to tie uh, Brock Hale for the team lead. And, boy, Cougars got off to a great start here tonight with uh, 
with your sacrifice fly and then the Brock Hale home run, and that's I'm sure that's exactly what you were trying to do. Yeah, yeah, I think it was really important that we came out and you know, set the tone for the rest of the game. And, you know, we saw that guy like twice last year, so we were pretty familiar with, with his stuff, and so I think we went into that game with a lot of confidence. B's big guy, 6'8", 245, kind of an intimidating presence out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like I said, we saw him a couple times last yeah. year, so, we were, yeah, we were familiar. Kind of beat him up a little bit in the conference tournament. And yeah. uh, talk a little about this year's team. First time we've had a chance to get you on the air, 12-9. and nine. Boy, these two wins were so oh, critical yeah. after last weekend, yeah. which was it's still kind of hard to believe what happened. But, uh, but uh, you needed these two, and now you get a chance to go for the sweep tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's actually – before coming to this series, it was like the same exact feeling last year. Because last year we started off 10 and 11, lost our first series against LMU Conference Series. And then we got, I mean, we came into this next series like, you know what, we did it last year, we can do it this year. And so I think getting these first two wins and have a chance for the sweep is exactly where we needed to be after, you know, getting swept last week. You know, talk to us a little about... Uh uh, your approach on bees. I mean, he's got a great, cur- uh, great fastball. Yeah. Kind of added that little uh, slow curveball to his repertoire this year. Yeah. Um, and he threw a hundred and like thirty pitches. I didn't yeah. know if they were ever going to take him out of there, but yeah. But uh, he got tough when guys that got on base. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, struck out the side with bases loaded there mm-hmm. late in the ball game. Yeah, he did get up right there. But um, you know, our approach today. We knew he, he his fastball has a lot of life on it, so it kind of rises at the end a little bit. So I think our approach going into that game was see the ball down. And, and a lot of the times he would start off at bats with that slow curveball. And so, you know, we, we had a scouting report, and we knew the stuff he had coming into the game. So I think the two things we were trying to focus on is see the ball down, and, and if he hung that first curveball, and, and hammer it. Uh, talk to us a little about uh, Hayden Rogers. He's, he's struggled this yeah. year, especially the last two or three starts, especially early in the ball game. Got out of that jam in the first, which yeah. is really critical for him, that double play ground ball that, that you uh, that you started that play yeah. on. And, and then Hayden just got better and better through yeah. the first, uh, first five. That was big. Yeah, I mean, he's a senior. He He's had up and ups and downs his whole career. So, I mean, we know it, if he has a, a bad outing, his last one, he'll come into the next one, you know, with a lot of confidence. And, and we always believe in him. And him stepping up, taking that, that number two role is, was big for us. And, and he showed it how good he is today. Especially uh, with the injuries to the pitching staff you've already had this year. And it was great to see Hayden, uh, who was 9-1 and one last year, really step up and uh, expect the same kind yeah, of effort definitely. out of him as we move forward. Well, well, Daniel, hey, we appreciate you coming up. Uh, great job always defensively, unbelievable, and, and swinging the bat. Uh, you're a key uh, cog to this team, and uh, congratulations on your great career at BYU. Thank you. And let's keep things going, all right? Definitely. Thanks for you having betcha. me. You betcha. Okay, Thanks Daniel Sneeman, our player of the game. Now we're going to be joined by um, – Coach uh, Mike Littlewood and uh, Coach, uh, great win, boy! It just it it just doesn't come easy this year. I mean, you had this thing under control. Uh, I mean, it, it, a win's a win, but boy, it just seems like uh, you just the the killer instinct or whatever. Just uh, we just don't have it this year. Well, I don't know if I'd even I don't know if I'd say that. I mean, we won six uh, two. That's a good win. You know. Uh, yeah. it, I think the big thing was Daniel Beast in uh, what it was at the seventh inning when we had bases loaded. He gutted it up and finished it, you know. Um, if we get a hit right there, it's 8-2 and, and ball game over. But Drew came out and showed a lot of guts. I mean, I just – I thought he was really good. So to say we didn't have killer instinct, I think – see, see, Gary, I think I, – I mean, I think that's a wrong statement. I think we do have killer instinct. I think it's just a matter of throwing Sudworth out there who threw a bunch of innings Tuesday. And uh, Drew, who was who got it up and wasn't 93 today, but he was 90-91 yeah. and, and was competitive. And going against Beasy, he threw 127 pitches, but uh, 
seemed like he got better as guys got on base. And you jumped on him early, which was key. Yeah, I mean, I think he was afraid to throw his fastball a little bit because in their minds we're a fastball-hitting team, and which we are. I mean, we're ready, ready to hit fastballs. Um, but he really went to his off-speed stuff early in the game and, and uh, didn't really want to challenge us with, with fastballs after we scored those two. But I thought good at-bats up and down the lineup. He's a good pitcher. I mean, yeah. he was nationally recognized last year. D1 wrote a little article on him, D1 Baseball. And so I thought we did a great job. Um, and, and Raj did a nice job for us. Yeah. He was really good tonight. Um, you know, I, what I told Raj is, hey, look at what he did in the seventh or whatever inning it was that he struck three guys out. That's what, that's what it means to gut it up and finish an inning, not just to say you're tired and want to come out of the game. Um, and I don't think Raj wanted to come out, but finish it, you know, finish the inning and, and uh, limit our, our staff just a little bit. You know, and Rodgers uh, got off to a little bit of a rocky start in the first, and he got the ground ball double play, gave up three base hits, but, but uh, really ended that inning well, and, and it seemed like he was able to ride that momentum for the next five innings. Well, and that's what type of pitcher Raj is. He's going to give up those base hits. And, you know, we, we, um, just, we were two steps out of position on a couple of those plays, and Veith hits one up the middle, and, and Schubert hits one to the right side, and, you know, just they, they're going out of their spray a little bit. But um, Raj is going to give up hits. Uh, I thought he did a really good job of, of starting to pitch to both sides of the plate, just what we talked about before the game, and establish his fastball a little bit more, and, and then he throw that change up a little bit. And so I was really proud of his effort. I just We just need a little bit more, another inning, maybe another two innings out of him, but he ran his pitch count way up today. And I'm not sure what you said to Sudrath when you went out, but he throws six straight pitches for strikes after that and uh, and uh, retired him in that inning. So uh, whatever you said uh, certainly worked. Well, I just told him to get out of his own way and throw the ball right down the middle and let him hit it. I mean, at that point, two guys on, we're up 6-2. I, you know, I said if they hit this 450 feet, we still have a we still have a lead. But if you walk two guys, then it's going to put some pressure on you. So throw it right down the middle and see what happens. Uh, no doubt about it. Casey Jacobson, again, you brought in, got him in a bat, and, and uh, he made a fine play at third base. Maybe, I don't know, he tried to turn the two. I'm not sure how if that was uh, the right play or not. But, uh, boy, you got to give him a lot of credit for the way he's playing third base. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I never we've, – we've had a couple of those. Bo threw one where the guy was already past first base and he throws it. And Casey, I don't mind that they're trying to do too much. Um, you know, it's not – that error wasn't because of lack of effort. Right. Uh, Casey – and it was actually pretty – it was closer than I thought it was going to be over there. But, you know, sometimes you just have to eat it. But I'm not going to say anything to him because he's, he, he's made two plays that have really helped solidify wins for us. No doubt about it. And after the weekend, last weekend, you've come back and, and done exactly what you, you needed to do. You, you got the first two from Gonzaga. Blake Inouye going tomorrow against Mac Lardner, uh, another very good pitcher for Gonzaga. Yeah, I mean, they keep running them up there. They, that's one thing traditionally they've had really good pitching. And, and uh, you know, right now we need to get to their pen. And you can see – they didn't want to. They didn't did not want to go to the pen. 127 yep. pitches by yep. Beast. I mean, that's a that's a lot of pitches in in seven innings. Um, but hey, th- they trust him. They know him, and he sure got it up when he his last inning. All right, Coach. Hey, appreciate you coming up. Great job. Uh, we got the t- first two from Gonzaga. We'll see you uh, tomorrow afternoon and uh, going for the sweep against the Zags. All right, sounds good, Brent. Thanks. About you, head coach uh, Mike Littlewood. As the Cougars win this one by a score of six to two. Cougars uh, six runs, eight hits, two errors, and Gonzaga. Uh, two runs, six hits, and two errors. Uh, uh, Hayden Rogers picks up the win, goes to three and two on the year, and uh, Daniel Bees takes the loss, his second loss of the year. And he is now three and two on the year. Uh, time of the ball game was three hours and two minutes, fifteen hundred and eighty-seven in attendance, as the Cougars beat Gonzaga here by a score of six-two. Like to thank uh, Tuckett Slate for his great work. Also, Cole Weisinger back at the station, and uh, remind fans we'll be back on the air. Mo- 
tomorrow, uh, 1 o'clock, Cougars and Gonzaga. Final game of this three-game series from Larry Miller Field. With that, we'll say so long from BYU.